During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's Scream in Review. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Timney. Oh, it feels so good to be back. Of course, we also have It's Christmas in March, Joey Noel. Hello, I'm so happy to be here to be talking about this. The fact that we got another one, the fact that we predicted the name correctly. Screevy, baby. Screamy. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, about a year ago after Scream 5, this group of people got together to make a KFAF short about what we thought Scream 6 might be named. One of the popular ideas was Screevy, and that's what they went with, and I'm very thrilled about that. How do you feel about that, James Willems? Oh, I love I love that they they stole one of several great ideas that we've uh, we've we've put to, put together in this amazing in review. So I can't wait to talk about it more. And rounding out the group today, we have Elise Willems. Elise Willems been working on some really cool stuff. Like what, Elise? Timney, well, you know, coming in through, we got all good, no worries. New channel from Ooh. Rooster Teeth Beach and all the ladies. We're going to get Joey over there at some point. Heck Subscribe, youtube.com slash at all good, no worries. 30 Morbid Minutes, the podcast I make. We got a new season just wrapped up. Go listen to that. Some what cool else, Jake? Funhouse, Funhouse, always, always thriving. We got the Ghostbusters. If you want to, if you like Ghostbusters, we wrote a Ghostbusters game last year. So uh, we got all kinds but of stuff. But may I just point out that in this scenario of in review Scream, the producer slash seducer in Nick mm-hmm. slash. <gasps> it's a slasher. Let's put it this it's way, slash. guys. I would be the obvious choice as the red herring. For the killer, mm. just like Kittredge was in this one. Did we all think it was going to be Kittredge? <laughs> real, real talk though. Shout out to All Good, No Worries. This is a new YouTube channel, podcast, all that stuff over on Rooster Teeth. It is all female led. Elise, Barbara, Kai, everybody over there doing great stuff. You should definitely go check them out. Subscribe on YouTube. Listen to all the podcasts. All, uh, always opens back. Yes. Is there anything else exciting, right. Elise? Oh there? yeah. We- the makeup show Let's Blend premiered this week. We've got so a game good. show coming about radical Ooh. kindness. We've got a how-to show led by Liz- Lindsay Washburn, a gaming show with Kai and BK, and then more to come, more to come. But always open, Troy Baker from The Last of Us was just on. Troy Baker, big kind of funny fan, I've heard. I've heard t- tales. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. Yeah, and, and we time. are going to steal Joey at some point to come and do a bunch of stuff with all good no worries, I'm too. so excited. Okay, you got to give her back, though, okay? Because every time she, she goes to visit you guys, she's like, I'm not coming back. I have to every bribe time back. I stay in LA a little bit longer than the last time. I know. One. I know. One of these days, I'm just not going to come back. Yeah, I'll be there, Joe. Get a two bedroom. Let's go. 
<laughs> so <laughs> go check those things out. But you're here right now. Of course, this is kind of funny's in review where each and every week we rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Whether they're good or bad, chances are we have review ranked and recapped every single movie you've ever heard of and you can check all of that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you but if you wanted to get the show ad free and want to watch live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers nathan lamothe tripod plus plus trent berry james hastings and casey andrew have done today we're brought to you by honey but i'll tell you all about that later i gotta be real with y'all working from home feels really weird i'm out of my element right now i'm so used to the studio <laughs> things are just weird like things are in different places than i'm used to so if i'm a little behind today i blame that okay uh today we're talking about screevy aka Screevy. scream six mm -hmm. with a runtime of two hours and three minutes it makes it the longest scream but just by less than 10 minutes. Not that much, but still the longest one. Released on March 10th, 2023. Directed once again by Matt Bertolini, Open, and Tyler Gillett. They also did VHS and Ready or Not with Samara Weaving, who is featured in this movie. Um, then the music was done by Brian Taylor, not Marco Beltrami, who did the original movies. So we have the team from Five working on this one. Uh, this had a budget of 35 million, which was more than the 24 million of last year's Scream 5. And Scream 3 was 40 million. So Scream 3, the or Scream 4, the highest of the uh the movie so far. Same as same as three, and then or around three. Three was like a little bit below that, and then one and two combined equaled the budget of that. So we're we're in the range of the higher budget of these movies so far. Box office, we don't have yet because uh we are recording this the day after the Thursday but night previews. The previews were huge. Huge. So this comes from Eric Davis. Once again, uh, the, the dude effect. that works over. It's, it is the, the Kirby effect, of course. Uh, it posted 5.7 million in previews, which is higher than last year's Scream and last week's Creed 3. And Creed 3, we know, breaking records left and right. So for this to be doing even better than that, a very good sign it's looking at a 35 to 40 million open which would be a record for the horror franchise so with all of that out of the way remember everybody we're going spoiler total not spoiler free we're going spoilers from here on out so if you have not seen this movie and do not want to be spoiled turn away do not watch this review it is not for you we're going fully in depth on this i want to start with the one and only joey noel Ooh, I never get to go first. Um, let's let's see. Where do I want to start? I really liked it. I liked it a lot more than I liked Scream Five. Mm. I think the gelling of the cast happened happened better. I don't know if it's like the pared down core four that I just like vibe with four. more uh, than everything else uh, or what it is. I really liked that. I liked the side characters better in this too shockingly like uh the girl roommate and the boy roommate i didn't really care about um i thought i dermot mulroney i'm also like incredibly endeared to for all I of his knew. work over the years my best Even friend's wedding the family like, stone joey. wedding date this is a joey ass movie um really liked that i 
really liked the movie. I like how they made it modern. I like the kind of like fake out with the intro that we thought, like we, we're normally used to getting those like stab like intros. I like that they kind of set it up like that, but then they tie it into the movie. I think that's fun. Um, it's still missing a little bit of the camp that I really love of like two and three. Um, but I like the moves that they made in this more than I like five. And then I think I'm going to stop there. Elise, let's go to you next. Joey nailed a lot of what I think as well. Liked it so much more than Scream 5. Felt like this was the cast actually having some chemistry on screen. Mm -hmm. Like they had gotten to know each other in the interim between two movies. I felt like the writing was kind of just better. A lot of the just the lines, the dialogue felt more natural, less cheesy. Agree with Joey. Could have used camp. They wanted it to feel hardcore. They wanted it to feel gory. Sometimes you lose a little bit of the corniness that way. But they still had those moments of corny and humor. The core four was really fun. Joey, um, I know you're going to be with me on this. Josh Segura, anytime he oh, shows up in anything, yes. the, the other two... He, he is always delightful. And when I saw that he was her, her love interest, her I was like, yes. Yes. He just appears on screen him. and he is like, has this warmth and like, I don't know. He just seems like a really nice guy. He does nice guy really well. And uh, humor. That and cute that. guy. Yeah. The relationship mm-hmm. with the sisters felt real and genuine in this one. Yeah. Um, Dermot Will Rooney. He can Dermot my Mulroney, as Joey said. Um, he, I mean, he's he's getting older, but come on. Yeah, Samara like Weaving, lo- love Samara Weaving doing her own natural goofy accent. Recently learned she is Hugo Weaving's niece. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't know that because Hugo Weaving, no. of course, uh, in, incredibly oh, popular right. from that franchise that you like with yeah. the Transformers. The Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Matrix. Um, I did not... Uh, oh, pardon me, not, not to not. I loved the opening for this one. thought it was fantastic, especially after five, which I felt was a little bit lackluster. Uh, I think, full spoilers here, not as many genre subversions as I would have liked, but I think it subverted itself as they kept pushing no main character is off limits. Anyone can die. And then they didn't kill any of the main characters. So they kind of, they kind of in a, in a not, maybe not as fun way, subverted their own expectations in that sense i loved loved the self-referential of all the ghost faces from past screams yeah. couldn't get cool. enough of that loved seeing kirby um the have curb. many many more thoughts which i'm sure will come out throughout this interview <laughs> but for now i i had a great time nicholas i mean i thoroughly enjoyed this film i think they they went in touting this going as a franchise and i think they have um adopted all the good and the bad that franchises can bring us namely the fast and the furious scream is now becoming the fast and the furious franchise and i have to be honest with you i'm all for it they know what they're making here this movie was super fun i agree that i think it was much more fun um and had a lot more energy to it uh and creativity than the last one that came before it i think the cast is gelling i do agree that i wish you know it, it seemed like by the end when people just kept coming getting stabbed a lot and then coming back and not even being like uh, uh, you know, scratch on them, like specifically Mindy. I was like, all right, we're we're losing a little bit of the tension here because now it's starting to get absurd. Specifically, especially Kirby. We're like, how many times did she get shot? I don't know. Chad but I'll tell you what, Chad too, yeah. Chad gets that a lot, and he's like, I'm okay, core four. And I'm like, I guess you just say core four, and we're good. And then Joey, I said, what did they say, Joey? And Joey goes, he whispered core four. I was like, I'm back in. I didn't. I was never out. 
but I'm just in the boat, so just so Tim knows. Um, really, what it boils down to for me is like, can this movie keep me entertained uh, for the two-hour runtime? And am I am I enjoying the scares? Am I enjoying the the sort of the creativity of all this? And the answer is a hundred percent. They had me when Kirby showed up as an FBI agent. I was like, these guys know what they're doing. They listened to the fans, namely us, on this podcast. Um, they gave us something ridiculous, and they followed through with it. And it was just a fun time. We we popped a bunch of times. And again. Dermot Mulroney, great. Did you guys know he's a he plays the cello? I did not know that. A fun piece of trivia for you. I learned this a long time ago. He actually plays the cello very, very well, and in, so so well huh. apparently that he does it on movie scores. Like he is a he is like a a gig cellist in L.A. They'll hire him to like play scores and shit. That That's makes me enjoy this movie even yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to see where they go with it, and the fact that it's a franchise now, and the fact that they can like. You know, maybe not have to do the core four. Maybe they could do a Hobbs and Shaw, or it's just Mindy and Chad on an adventure alone. Who knows? Sky is the limit. Uh, I will say this again. My one criticism with it, you know, it's not that the wig was bad that Hayden Panettiere was wearing. <laughs> it's not that it was bad. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't it's an bad? affront to everything that Hayden P stands for. I don't know why they made her wear that. that. It was. <laughs> distracted this is how good this movie was that i was like that's so distracting and by midway through i was like i don't care anymore what i don't understand (laughs) she posted posted on social media and was like got the kirby haircut back joey knows what i'm talking about yeah we were so excited we were so excited and that was before they had confirmed her as like joining Mm -hmm. the cast i think and we, we james and i were like did she get, did they ask her to come back? And she was, she didn't even consult anyone. And she went, got to get the haircut. Got to get it. <laughs> yeah. Got to do it. And they were like, oh, well, no, we don't need you to have that haircut. It's Must you know, have 10 been. years later. Because it was distracting. It looked like somebody, like we were, like Greg Miller was joking around and just threw on a wig he found in our closet. It's mo- was- modern method acting. You know, just get back into the character, feel where you're at, I and then put a wig on. How dare you, dude? Hayden P does not need any sort of help from any sort of acting coaches. She, honest, she right a there, wig. right yeah. for us, a wig. And on the subject of Hayden P, I read that they, the creators said that they would have brought her back sooner, but they couldn't get in touch with her. They couldn't I find love that. her. She was camping. Three <laughs> <laughs> years. Interesting. I love it, James. What did you think? Of Scream Six. I just want to say that this movie, I hated it. <laughs> oh, wow. I hated this movie. And uh, I didn't hate it as much as Scream Five. I love all of you and I love doing in review, but I hope they never make another one because wow. I hate it so much. Is um, four, did you like four? I love I can't four. Remember. Okay, yeah. just making sure. I love four. And I, we were looking lost. at the we were looking at the rankings beforehand. Elise and I watched four the night before, and I was mm. like, "Wow, I really do like this movie a whole lot." It's um, so good. Four, yeah, four, yeah, for sure. It should have been um, number and, one on the list so far. Here, it, like, you. listen, I, I, we went with the group, and we came out of the group, and I was the only one, the only one who Ooh. was like, who was pissed off. They took the group took a photo. I refused to take a photo with the standee afterwards. Um, but uh, but here's the thing: I love the opening, which we'll get into. I loved mm-hmm. it for several reasons, not just because I thought of it, <laughs> which Elise will tell you later. Um, but uh, I, I just I thought it was a great twist. The things that I value about Scream are how they take something that's played out 
and then subvert it while also showing you everything. It's mm-hmm. like when Neo sees the matrix, he sees the numbers or whatever, right? And then he's, but it still like makes it entertaining. And I felt like Scream 5 had like none of that. Like it seemed like it wasn't aware of it at all. This movie has glimmers of it. So it's definitely for me better than Scream 5. Mm. But I think, I think it doesn't know what franchises are or Scream has become the thing that Scream was made to replace. Mm. And we can get into it. And again, I, the thing is, it's fun. There's no debating that it's fun. And, and, and like the kills, everything's better than five. But I still think for me, who loves how meta Scream is while also still being like one of the best slashers ever made, this is now feels like we're at the point where we are just making the movies that Scream had to replace in the zeitgeist, right? And that's what happens when you have six of them. Like, that's that's what's going to happen. He said this all last night within earshot of the actress who plays Quinn. We did see that. We did see the movie with <laughs> Quinn in really? the theater. I did not. I did not say this around her. I did not. I did not boo. Or, <laughs> she was taking photos with people. Oh that's crazy. <laughs> um, that's yeah, she awesome. got big when she came on screen. Big pops in the theater. But that's the thing. We'll talk through it. And, and I, there's so many elements like the cast that I think are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the ch- the cat and mouse chase sequences, I think are fantastic. Ooh. I just think for me, it added up into a movie that could have been called almost anything else. Well, not with the whole history of Ghostface being- That's what I'm saying. Like it could have, it could have, the elements of those things could be in any other movie. So you're saying so. this movie was closer to a stab than it was to a screen. Yes. Yeah. And there, I honestly think the the franchise has gotten confused on what stab and scream are. I'd kill to see mm. those stab movies. Which I'm, they gotta make it. those stab. We gotta be the just, ones just, that make these. Stab just babies. to make sure that I say it, I still I'm still confused how Red Right Hand is <laughs> a song so <laughs> is a song that plays diegetically in the film uh-huh. that is made, but is it's too. It, Listen, I felt the same way about Avatar 2, Way of the Water. I was like, he made a sequel while he was jerking off to his first movie. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> he loves Avatar so much. Indisputable. So, do you so think, anyway. Do you yeah. think the use of Red Right Hand is disrespectful considering Dewey's not in the movie? But but they did play Dewey's no, theme. No, they, 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 De- they did oh, play burr, broken, burr, the Broken burr, Arrow burr. theme in this yeah, movie. I know, which I love, and I think it James or, Sorry, time. that's what I meant. But yeah. is, did you not feel like, because I popped for it and then I was like thinking to myself, why am I popping for this? Like Dewey's that's, not even in it. This so is like a little bit of a bait. That, that is, seems that's like a, a bait. It, it, it encompasses how the movie tried to pull me there in was, directions there, and I just wasn't going to go. Yeah, there I wasn't was a lot go. of like catering. Stubborn. This movie is catering to the fandom. So They're much. like, we got everything. All the important items from the Scream history, like the fax machine that blows up <laughs> in a Hollywood Hills house. Like I'm like I don't give a shit. And how did you find that? <laughs> and that is the perfect transition to me. I give a shit. I am exactly. I understand where James is coming from. And James, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. But this movie delivered for me and the people like me so perfectly. I could not believe what I watched. We all saw the trailers, and all of us are on a group chain together. We're like. I don't know about Ooh. this. This is uh, eh, maybe, Ghost maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of questionable things. I don't think I've ever seen a trailer that eh, that made a movie this yeah. good, in my opinion. This is my number one. I am obsessed with this. Number four has always been my number one. 
this is better than four. This took everything I loved about four to the next level, including Kirby, giving her all the reverence that she deserves. She's an FBI agent, y'all. She's a fucking <laughs> Bro, FBI agent. Like, and then they tried to subvert that in this movie, but is it? Is it not? I don't fucking know. I love it, man. This is so it's dumb fun in the best way. Why I watch these movies. Like, sure. You're right, James. Again, I can't disagree with any single thing that you said, being somebody on the opposite end of me on this. You're right. But what I look for for these type of movies, when we're looking at a Scream 6, if the franchise is going to go this long, I want it to go this direction. If you're going to end it at 3, end it at 3. But if you're going to keep going, you better be having fun with it. And I can't imagine having more fun than they did with this movie. Yeah, I'm so impressed with it. Fast and Furious, y'all know how much I love that shit. I was and just about to, I was like, has this reached Fast and Furious points for Tim? I, you know, th with this movie, I think it has. Like, this movie reminds me of Fast 5 through 7, of just, mm -hmm. hey, we're just delivering. The other ones set the stage. They brought you where you need to get. Scream 5, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but it was what it was. This somehow made me love those characters. The oh, idea yeah. of introducing Core 4 is like, oh, shit. There's the original trio, the core four. This movie is somehow ahead of its time in terms of franchises. Like we've dealt with, I mean, on this show in review, we've reviewed what, 50 franchises at this point. And because of that, we, we know how these things work and they rarely work this well where they can look in on themselves. And sure, is this the same magic that Scream had before? No, but I don't think it ever could be. I think the magic it has right now is setting new ground going forward. We've never had a franchise that is so cutting edge that it has to make up tropes that haven't even happened yet. And that is what Scream 7 is going to have to deal with. Scream 6, I think, is a perfect execution of looking at what's going on in our modern times of movies and dealing with it. They straight up say it's a franchise. One of the core four members, the, what is it, niece? of randy yeah <laughs> which i forget yeah, about constantly that they're oh, it's all randy. i think about joey it's i mean that's the thing Uncle randy <laughs> died just like this in a van just like this and brought yes, daylight like yeah it's those yeah, lines that. that i love so much and in in fast five or sorry <laughs> scream five i honestly couldn't give a shit about these characters like cool they're new characters they're great whatever I now love them and don't want any of them to die ever. Yes. And when they do, it's going to mean so much to me. They did that in this fucking movie. Yes, and they did like... it. Go for it, Elise. Oh, sorry, because it didn't feel like the last one kind of like spit on the franchise we loved. But then this one said, let's embrace everything you love about this franchise. And that to me is Fast and Furious in a nutshell, right? We get to Tokyo Drift and it's like, yeah, we don't need Vin Diesel. We don't need Paul no, Walker. Whoa, and then at the end, they're whoa. like, but we do, but we actually do. Whoa. And then it took it took Fast 4 to reset the franchise, okay. to set off to new heights in five. Fast 5. And that is what Scream 5 was. Scream 5 that, is the Fast 4. Just let's reset this, a little bit to move forward. Where this, we is the, this is the thing that, that's so perfect about in review and and talking about movies and stuff with like your friends because i couldn't finish the fast and furious <laughs> elise and i tried like a year I ago finish it and tried like a year ago and at a certain point i was like i, I can't i'm this done negativity i can't brings me down you i didn't say shit i didn't wait, say wait, I didn't, how far did you get <laughs> uh uh what was the shit. one before hobbs and shaw the last oh, fast and furious seven I think, right yeah seven, seven right and then it's or eight, 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 eight was 
We got so we got to the whatever was the one before Hobbs and Shaw, and then and then I mean, at you're, a certain you're pretty point, much caught we, up. We stopped, and I was like, I can't. I just don't. I don't want. I don't want get, any more of this. And like again, like I've tapped, I've tapped out of Star Wars. Like I've tapped out of these things because I'm like, I don't. I don't care about Luke Skywalker. I do not care. Like that's so, great. that's it's the same fatigue is happening in Scream now for me. But I, I get, get I mean, that you're I like you're you're fiending for it, and I get it. Yeah, I'm a franchise boy, and I love when franchises respect the Reddit. And I am the Reddit, and I apologize to everybody that I'm saying that right now because <laughs> I hate the Reddit. I want everyone to know I hate that, but I am it. I am. I'm the lurker. I don't post. I don't ever comment ever. But I lurk on all of the Reddits. I see all of this stuff, and I see the ideas. And this movie is all of that. It's all the best that I've ever seen. Whenever I read a thread, I'm like, oh, that'd be a dope-ass movie. That's what this movie is. Is that a good thing or bad thing for you? Hey, I'm not judging you. All I'm saying is I fucking love this movie, and James hated it. And I think – or not hate it, but – both are very valid viewpoints on this, but this is my number one. They did it, baby. I saw Snakes on a Plane at midnight when it came out, yeah, you did. and this is so much better than that. It's still great. Did you, wait, did you like Snakes on a Plane? I liked it. I, I enjoyed oh, okay, it okay. for whatever. I, I was like, because I see lots of movies at midnight. I know it's not necessarily. Man, I'll no, tell you what. What I'm saying is, I was I was in a, a midnight alone. Gotcha. I was, gotcha. It was yeah, me yeah. and like three uh, other people because like that was the internet movie, right? Yeah. yeah. This is an internet movie done right. Nick, you're going to say something. I tell you what, I look down for a second. And I come back up. I'm like, how do we get the snakes on a plane? <laughs> uh, we, we are all about? on that journey with you. I, I love it. I mean, I, t- I totally agree with Tim. Like, I think that, I mean, it's going where I like it to go, which is that now anything's possible, which it was always to say that the Scream franchise, anything can be possible anyway. People get stabbed constantly and, and survive while other people die. It's complete chaos out there um i'm just excited to see where they take it from here because now i'm like are they gonna be like scooby-doo now are they gonna go around the roam around the country solving murders the ghost face killers all over the planet who knows anything can happen um but i will agree with 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 um james in that it's it is harder and harder for them to make a meta commentary on what they're doing and have that play into the plot and this one was just had very little of that with the exception of a what i would say a tongue-in-cheek sequence where she says this is a franchise which it's always been a franchise. It's hard, weird, weird to not, and they didn't really define that too much. The only, the other kind of disappointing thing for me of it was that the kill, it just wasn't scary, which I know sounds silly. What are you talking about? I didn't think it was scary either. I this is the scariest I, screen movie there's ever been. Really? What was the scariest, scariest, what was, what was the scariest glorious, moment of the easy. night for you? Please. Oh, the scariest moment of the night for me the was when me and my, a bunch of our friends went to the elevator. James had already stormed off ahead of us because he was so mad. Um, but we went, we went around to the elevator and James had gone down and come up the elevator to scare us. So when the elevator doors opened, he popped out and went, ah! That's pretty good scare. <laughs> that was the scariest. Awesome. That's pretty good. Awesome. But yeah, you, I didn't um, think it was scary either, Nick. Yeah, I mean, there, there are Did moments of tension. Did you think the tension. other ones were? I think Scream 1 was legit scary. I can't believe you. <laughs> I think the other ones are better at building tension than this one is. And I don't necessarily necessarily think that gorier equals scarier. The subway. I, I, so I, much I tension. Think, I think that... The ladder. Well, so I feel like... I don't think I ever thought Scream oh. was scary. I do... I always appreciated the chase. It feels like Scream pretty much shows its hand pretty quickly in in the good screams it shows its hand quickly and then there's the cat and mouse game right uh, you know we've always talked about that on this podcast one of our favorite parts is that like they like kick over Ghostface, 
yeah. or like Ghostface trips they on a coffee table. Ass. Like, yeah. like it's like that's like for some reason so satisfying. I felt like this movie had that a lot. Um, I mean, it's, I think it depends on how you feel about fear. Cause I was sitting next to someone, uh, a friend of ours who was jumping out of his seat, but also like when I popped out of an elevator, almost pissed his pants. So yeah. like, I think a lot of it was like the movie goes into these lulls and then it goes boom. And then like, it's, mm. it basically, it's someone jumping out and going boo, which I think a not scary movie does, but then it ha follows it up with like a sequence, you know, something uh, that fair. someone that's thought fair. of, right? You know, Ryan yeah. had also dealt with the Hacks Cross Creeper. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. That's true. I mean, and, and Tim, to your point, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess when you're looking back through the entire franchise, you don't necessarily think of it as like terrifying. It's not like Conjuring or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, that's one of the reasons why I like this movie was that I think in spite of the fact that I didn't feel like there was a ton of tension, I enjoyed the creativity of all of the stuff. I enjoyed the, the red, the red herring of the beginning with uh, flash Thompson and all that stuff. I enjoyed that. They're sort of like enjoying a victory lap around some of these things, literally taking you through the era of eras of, of scream and, and having that be sort of the meta-ness of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was, it was fun. Yeah. Real quick. I want to say I was something that, impressed the shit out of me was we saw this at a theater that we go to often but it's not our, like most often it's a theater. pepsi theater uh yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really sad I, yeah regal get, get your shit together come on uh but i was so surprised by how vocal the audience was at the opening showing of scream because like we watch movies every week for whatever new franchise is coming out. And whether it's a screener we're seeing or like opening night, whatever, it's rare that the audience gets into it. And every once in a while they do, they were into everything for this. And it surprised me because I was like, damn, Scream has a loyal fan base, a cult following, and also these new up and comers that just love Jenny Ortega. And I think that that's really <laughs> fucking cool that like Scream is now a modern thing that means as much to a new generation as it does to the James and Elisa's of the world that have been there since day one watching these things. Like I was very surprised by how interactive an experience it was last night. Yeah, like Kirby got like an audible pop in our thing. Yeah. And I, so that's why I think I don't even know if it's <laughs> so much like, of the she's new an FBI kids. agent. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> no way they're making Kirby an FBI agent and sure shit. Bedazzled leather jacket and big well, ass gun on her waist. So so, so we because we were eating beforehand and then and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna let's pick the killer. Let's look at the poster, I'm gonna pick the killer. And and so I went around to the poster and I was like, no, 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 no. And then, spoiler alert, well, I was like, my number one, it was like, there's no way Samara Weaving signed on to be part of this team. I was like, I was like, so I'm going to say she's the killer because mm. she's only doing one. <laughs> I was like, her career's on an upswing. She's doing one movie. So I was like, on the poster, I was like, I was like, I was like, so I'm going to call her as a killer. And then killer number two was, and then I picked zero from Grand Budapest, right? Mm. I was like, I was like, I don't know anything about him. Killer number two right there. <laughs> And then, and then walked away. <laughs> so it was funny how it played out it, when we get into the plot, how it played out in the actual sequence of things. Am I the only one that thought that Samara Reeving was going to kill him at the beginning? Yes. I thought she was going to be like, that was the red herring where he was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And she like stabbed yeah, his yeah. ass. And was but but what I was going to say is as we were scrolling through, I was like, hey, did you notice that Kirby has a holstered gun? 
And everyone was like, oh, yeah, she does. I was like, I was Strange. like, that's an interesting situation there. I was like, oh, they'll probably explore that. So when do. it happened, when it happened, they're like FBI agent. It wasn't like for me, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, because I was like, oh, I guess she was involved in like she felt like she was, you know, armed, officially armed anyway. But yeah. I love it. I love her. And I just want to also, we haven't talked about it, but I'm We're, just going to say shout out to Courtney Cox. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about all of this in just a second before we get to the plot. I want to let you know a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. All right, Nick. Also, I have oh, one more Joe? thing. Did we not realize, or I didn't realize until right now that the Chad's roommate that killer guy is spider from avatar too oh, oh yeah really i did oh, not wow. he probably filmed it when he was like four it. or whatever wow, the, <laughs> the things he's seen james cameron do while watching avatar one um which also i'm sorry but i was watching that whole movie going why'd they cast another guy that looks exactly like jack quaid genius yeah i thought the same like, thing i'm I was such an like, idiot oh. i was just going like why, <laughs> I thought the... the, why would they get another gen like why does he look exactly like dorky generic white guy? Yeah, absolutely. But they nailed it. Yes, <laughs> it's fucking genius. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hello, Timmy. Welcome hello, to Screevy, as we all called it. Now, I want to start this uh, this plot synopsis a little differently than before. As you guys know, we have one uh, employee working for us named Roger McCourney. And Roger doubts me all the time. And I don't know when he's going to learn to stop doubting me. Because he said today, we were streaming, and he said, and I quote, Nick, you... You made me uh, watch you guys do this meeting that you guys had where you tried to pick the name for the next scream. And he goes, and I thought it was just a complete and total waste of time, which to me is I'm used to hearing this, right? I'm used to people doubting me at this company because they, they like to challenge me. It's like when you pay someone to jump out of a closet and try to beat you, James, it makes you better. That's what we mm -hmm. have, Roger. Yep. And he said, but I want to apologize because that ended up being one of the best videos that we've ever made. Maybe that anyone's ever made, uh, period. And so, Roger, I forgive you. Here is the plot. For scream sorry but nick i need to stop you before you get to the plot before the show i was questioning james's outfit and now oh, i need right. some answers because like first off i love the shirt second off the chest <laughs> like i need <laughs> what's going on so uh the reason i'm wearing the shirt i, I mean i love this shirt this is a great shirt it's a great I shirt you got Looks me this shirt. i think elise got me this shirt but sometimes she'll get me things she doesn't understand that i'm going to wear them but without the intended number of buttons <laughs> um yeah so uh, Elise got me this shirt. I got up today thinking that I would be going to the DMV to get a new driver's license photo taken. Yeah! So I put this shirt on with the intention of having a driver's license photo wearing this shirt, looking awesome. 
um, got to the DMV to find out that there was absolutely no way they were going to accommodate me um, because there was a form. There's all kinds of yeah. bureaucratic whatever. And so now I just spend the rest of the day in this shirt. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the reason I can't button it all the way up is because just I'm not I'm limited. I'm limited by my pectoral I get size. It. Yeah. Know? Tim but I was like, we I was like, we're going to be, we're but... doing in review. I can't, I'm so glad this is back. So I'm going to keep the shirt on. Hell yeah. I love it. I, this is the best. That was the best story ever. Cause I, I assumed it was going to be like, oh, we're doing a let's play. We're playing through Vice City. We're doing so. No, no, no. You're just living your life. <laughs> and that living. is why I love yeah. you guys just so living. much. That's because this James gets it right. This is a 20 year old shirt here. Mm-hmm. Hold in. <laughs> <Hey! Abercrombie. laughs> have a hold the elbow. <laughs> she does in fact have a hold the elbow of the shirt. God bless you. James, you get you get your license taken in that shirt. You're gonna get pulled over, and the cops gonna give you a ticket for looking too hot. I was gonna say he's gonna go. I was gonna write you a ticket, and then I saw this license, so now I'm gonna give you two. Two tickets. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, here's the plot for Scream Six. We start with Samara Weaving, who we've never. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know she was in this movie. We always want. You always wonder who's gonna be the beginning. Of course, we had the. Uh, we got. We gotta do the good old fashioned Drew Barrymore. We gotta slide someone in that's gonna be a red herring. Of course, the homage to Psycho. Yada yada yada. All that stuff. But this one's great. And she's talking in her normal accent, which is Australian, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm just a professor. I sh- I'm a professor <laughs> of film studies here, Gardner. And you're like, no, Nick. Good. <laughs> Good. Wait, okay. Well, okay. So bad. At least give me, give me an Australian accent. I love her to bits, but she has a little bit of a, of a cornier, like, like, I'm just a yeah i'm just a professor yeah <laughs> that was better that was great uh of course she's on a blind date she thinks that she's dating some hottie but guess what it's a naughty because he lures her out into the middle of the alley and he goes you're not very smart for a film stuff for a slasher professor uh we this is the first part and this is uh, i guess uh, my question for james we do get a little bit of self-awareness here we do get a little yeah. bit of meta commentary here where she is the professor of slashers and says the stuff that you guys have always said we talked about on this and we've talked about when we did halloween as well which is that like these slashers are always sort of mirror what's happening in society at that time so did you find this to be interesting so so a little backstory when we saw scream 5 i was pissed i was pissed because it didn't in my opinion scream 5 didn't do a single thing meta meta at all in that whole movie like i feel like that's one of the things that we in scream 5 yeah, the whole fanboy thing. thing. But that was the Where same thing that they did in four. It was the but same. Think, it was we is a rehash. What it meant was five, and they had ten years later. Divorced. I think there's difference in like how what that means. I think has evolved so much. I mean, I think this will echo how this whole review is going to go, yeah. where it's like, you know, whatever. Like, it's this. we are agreeing that the same thing happened and one of us hated it and the other loved it. But um, but like Scream 5, I was like, what's why? Like, why did you what? Why did you make this movie other than you just wanted more screams? Um, and I was like, it was absent. And I said to Elise, I was because the question is, well, what would you what would you do if you were trying to read meta this whole thing? And I was like, they should do a scream where it starts like any other scream, mm-hmm. okay, with this chase, cat and mouse chase, killer, boom, murders them, and then goes scream logo, and then comes back from the scream logo, and then the kill you pick up with the killer taking their mask off, mm-hmm. calling their partner, and going, "It's done." He said this, yeah, when we saw five. This is like in the parking yeah. lot after we saw five. I was mm-hmm. like, so someone should do a movie where the killer is immediately revealed, because that's 
that's interesting. That's cool. And then suddenly, yeah. oh, wait, no, there's more. Like, there's another level here, right? And so when I was watching this, I was like, I was like, oh, they're going to go even they're doing further. It. <laughs> well, they ended up doing it. And I was like, again, I love the beginning of this movie, but I thought they were going to go further. I was like, if they're showing her spite like like a spider draw in you think he he's the guy who called her you think this whole like thing but she's actually setting a trap That's for him and we've just been watching the killer work their machinations i was like that would be a that would be like such a flip on this whole thing everything that we know about scream this is a flip on it um that's not where they went but even where they did go i was like love it I love that we're following the killer. And then even them going like killing off the killer. I was like, oh, now we got a killer killing killers. I was like, this is this is exactly what this franchise needs. So I love the opening. Okay. I love the opening. Yeah. So we follow, of course, Flash Thompson from uh, uh, the Spider-Man series. What's this, guy, what's this guy's name? Tony Ravioli. Ravioli. Yeah, Ravioli. Killer well, Ravioli. it's Revolori, but I always say Ravioli. We're, we're going to call him. We're going to call him Ronnie Ravioli from now on uh he's great he's going home to his uh, significant other slash partner in crime uh and he's he comes home and he's like it's done and he is finishing richie's film from the last movie they are fanboys of richie we, we established they are rich rich kids from atlanta who are trying to uh to finish where richie uh left off of course we know he's probably gonna die because of course he gets the call hello ronnie macaroni it's it's timney <laughs> tim's calling i will also say gonna... that I love in his apartment, he has We Hate Movies and Last Podcast of the yes. Left stuff on the walls. It's just like, oh, you guys did the homework. You know exactly <laughs> what kind of person this would be. How do we get our poster in the next one for interview? That's what we got to do. Oh, I think uh, people start with making an interview set. poster. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, this is why we have you. You're a thinker. <laughs> Uh, of course, he gets uh, he gets dispatched very very quickly, but not before finding his counterpart uh, has gone to pieces in the refrigerator. Uh, what a he gets brutal scene. Great scene, great scene together. And I'm like, now I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Of course, what I love uh, though is like this far into it, which like I think is the longest, and I, I could totally be wrong about this, but it felt like the longest of a screen movie before seeing the screen logo hit. And I was a little confused. I was like, wait when are they going to just not do the logo like is this just the movie playing out oh like God. what's going on here i knew they were going to but like when they did i just didn't expect it to come when it happened and i i appreciated how late into the movie it was yeah and it's also like um, the longest of all the screen movies total runtime yeah love so it so they had the space could have been 20 more minutes would have loved it would have yeah. eaten, eaten more Same. joy's popcorn Same. uh Let's see, we catch back up with the Carpenter sisters. And I've, you know, I think we talked about this last time, and obviously this is done on purpose. But I love the last, their last name's Carpenter John as an homage. Uh, before so that, great. though, like when we get the title splash, like the last line that the, the actual killer has, like he references movies and stuff. And like that to me is like the franchising of it. It's like we're almost beyond Scream at this point. Like it, it, it's like, and we're still in Scream very much in this movie and like how mm -hmm. they go back through the history of it all. But like they are just, it's meta commentary on films and, and not even just films tv and series and limited series and true crime and the last podcast on the left and all that stuff like i was so in for this shit uh we catch up with the carpenter sisters we have sam the oldest sister and tara uh who tara's like listen man and sam has followed her to new york and sam is an overprotective older sister now because she doesn't she doesn't think tara's dealing with her uh, trauma from the previous movie's events very well. Of course, Tara's not at all dealing with it at all. She wants to move on, and she wants to do that by getting drunk and going to frat parties and getting, uh, you know, going a little cut, cut a little loose. Um, 
which Sam's not happy about. We meet her her uh, uh, roommate, uh, who was uh, Quinn, who tells her, listen, uh, I, I wasn't supposed to tell you this, but, but Tara went to a party, and uh, you're not going to like that. And she's like, well, she can't go to that party. She's, you know, someone's going to stab her in the face. So she goes there uh, where she finds her sister, uh, you know, with a creepy guy, creepy frat guy. And you know he's creepy because, A, he talks creepy, and, B, he's still wearing polo shirts. It's 2023. <laughs> we don't ever need that look. That's the way to go. That's <laughs> uh, of course, Sam kind of overreacts a little bit here. Uh, she gets Chad involved. They get into fisticuffs and then Sam tases this guy right in the newts uh, as they are walking home. Uh, they get into an argument where we establish that uh, the little sister does not like the overbearing big sister who moved to New York basically to follow her and protect her um, because she's not dealing with her trauma either. Um, and then someone throws a diet cherry Coke on her because we now establish that instead of being the heroes of Woodsboro, uh, there is a conspiracy theory online where they are, in fact, the ones that orchestrated the killing. I love this. I love that because that is just, unfortunately, what, what sadly, happened? the reality of what we live in. For every person there, that's a hero, there's someone out there that's like, fuck that, this guy is, this person's horrible. There was a point about two thirds of the way into the movie where I was like, it would be awesome if that cherry Coke thrower was the killer. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because they like, kind of like did focus on they, her enough that oh, you could no. be yeah. like, I remember that there face. Was, like, there was a hot minute where I thought that the cherry Coke thrower and her two cronies were going to be like, Almost like Sarah Michelle Gell, or mm -hmm. not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but Rebecca Gayhart and Portia de Rossi were in the second one. I thought they were kind of going to introduce them as these oh, like side yeah. antagonist, like just mini antagonists in life. But yeah. yeah, just just in terms of general storytelling, I thought it was a little strange. And I mean, it is it. I'm not going to necessarily knock this against the movie, but the, uh, if I was uh, if it was me and I wanted to show how overbearing or maybe paranoid S Samantha was being. I probably wouldn't have shown her younger sister doing the stupidest thing she possibly could have done and everyone around her agreeing that it was stupid and then her taking it out on her sister. I thought that was a little strange. Yeah, That's I real though, man. The, well, the, do you the have reason... siblings, James? I do have siblings, but I still <laughs> think it felt reversed. I was like, I was like, okay, well, the person who's not dealing with this is her. Like, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought they were getting, I feel like there's some threads in this that yeah. they pulled, but they didn't explore really. And this was one of them. And then we'll get into another one later on. But like, I, I was like, I was like, that was, that was weird. I mean, she was just going to go, she was going to basically let this guy like bang her while she's drunk. Like, like, I don't know. Like it's, and everyone around her was like, please don't do this. Right. Like, well, I mean, and that's and that's interesting because I think I think I'll disagree with you a little bit because I think they they explore that a little bit because she goes, I know I was going to make a bad choice, but I wanted to, and you guys have no agency to tell me that I shouldn't be able to do that. Which Chad later says, like, okay, yeah, you're right, and of course, Chad coming to her rescue that she didn't ask for. I think that's a little bit more of a complex. His name's like, Chad, like, guys. I know. Can we just hilarious. take that in? <laughs> like, they call um, it out. They call it out. It's great, man. I I, I didn't say this earlier. This movie's so stupid. And I love when stupid movies know they're stupid and are oh, just yeah. committing to the stupid. And 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 James, I think you like smart movies, or, or at least you. I don't know that you love stupid things I, the way I do. The, I think the difference doesn't. is. I think the difference is. We'll never know, but for me, I don't know if it knew it was stupid as stupid as it was. James, at points, 
there's a moment where there's two of the ghost face killers simultaneously like unsheathing their their um weapons yeah i think they knew how stupid they were but i think that's fan service but i also think they have a character named chad who they have to stop and have another character explain that his name is chad and what that means so i'm like so i'm like i'm like i'm like oh no i got it i got that his name is chad i understand that just went back (laughs) so like are you do you think i'm stupid or are you are you stupid? Because I don't know. So, <laughs> um, I'll tell you this right now. Um, I just want to echo Tim's sentiment. I also think this movie's stupid, but I never. Um, I have garbage takes on everything, and most of the time, I love stupid shit. Everyone should go watch The Heat. Uh, let's see. Keeping it going right along, Sam goes over to her doctor, Doctor Stone, who is Kittredge from the original Mission Impossible, and soon to reprise that role again in the new Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. Did I get that right? That sounds yes, about right. He's also did. the dad from Ready, Ready or Not, which I was like, he is like the dad from Ready or Not. I like That's when they bring awesome. him back. Yeah, too. Uh, love this actor. Can't wait to see him. This was the first time I was like, he's the killer. He's got to be the killer, right? He's the he's the 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 therapist who's uh you know mining all of her personal insights so that he can use them against her. What a great setup, yada yada yada. And then of course he goes, I need you to I need you to tell me everything, really the details of it for me to really help you. And then she tells him the details, and he's so shocked he fires her as a client. And I was like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this isn't the guy. <laughs> I'll tell you this. This is one angle that I'm like, we got to tread lightly here because this could go. This could ruin this entire franchise, but I love, I love the fact that she still sees Ghost Dad fucking directing her toward being a killer. I think it's uh, James is shaking his head. I know, James. I know it's absurd. I just love it. I liked it more now. I, I, it was literally my least favorite element of Scream Five. It's like it's like making four movies and then introducing magic in the fifth one. Yeah. And and I, I honestly, it's my least favorite thing in Scream Five, and I was so hopeful that they would just never touch it again because they realized how much I personally hated it. Uh, and then they doubled down on it in this movie, and I, I couldn't, I could not stand Anytime it. Anytime he came up, got a big cheer in the theater. So James, we can meet on the middle ground for part of that statement mm-hmm. because I, I'm, I'm with you in five. There are moments of it where I was like, I get why they're doing this. And it, this is so stupid that I enjoy it because I'm I'm a bad person. But I understand that this is actually bad. Like, I know this is not good. Mm-hmm. But where they took it in this one, oh, I was like, sense. now you're committing. Now I'm fucking in. It's like fast four. They drive through the invisible mountain door thing mm-hmm. to get into the yeah. caves. Catch and I'm it. like, this is fucking stupid. And then in fast six, they're on the longest runway of all time and like jumping across fucking freeways. And I'm like give me more like that's where this is now it's like cool you've committed so hard that of course i want force ghost fucking original guy come on man force ghost skeet you gotta have it and i love that they they put that guy who's got to be at least my age if not older in that teenage boy white t-shirt again with the hair the the bad wig he sticks out and he's like hey sid you know he does that nick thing. i don't know that it was a wig i think it was just cg and that makes it even better oh fuck like are we, are we into magic. the era of cg wigs do i have to yeah, deal dude. with that now it's just yeah. it's so strange to me because like like billy's a bad guy mm-hmm. like he wasn't doing things out of a twisted sense of justice like he was getting sadistic revenge maybe sam's bad too 
She's but dealing she, with it, man. She's figuring out, James. I don't think I don't think that's how bad works, though. Is that no. a father that didn't raise you that just has some of his genetic material in you causes you to be a serial but killer? She has to deal with all of what he did. I love that. Like, you know, we always joke about the like how small is their world. Cool. We're looking at that from a movie perspective. Think about it from a reality perspective. If your world was so many people you knew were either involved with the movie or the sequel or the sequel or the requel or the this or the that. Like, franchise. yeah, I fuck it. It's a franchise, baby. They're in this shit. The franchise, baby. Um, James, you're 100% right, but me and Tim are dumb. Um, you <laughs> know, not, what's again, funny? I just want I want I want to be clear, like. I don't want to, I'm not criticizing you guys for liking this at all. Oh, I love that you loved it. I love that you loved it. So I don't want, I don't want you to, what you did there, Nick, I don't want you to have to clarify anything with an asterisk all about love, any man. of that. It's the same thing. It's just how it reflected on us. Totally you know. understand. What, what I'll say is like, I think that they, obviously this element is kind of double mumbo jumbo, right? That what you're describing is a hundred percent spot on in that taking in a, in a more serious movie, this would have been the entire plot of the movie. Her losing touch with reality and seeing her father is something that, yeah, it feels almost like you're introducing a supernatural element into a movie that's largely grounded, right? To a degree, I guess. Um, and what I'll say is I think it worked better in a movie where that was the style more like Halloween ends. I remember we had that kind of... We had a more, much more positive reaction with how they dealt with those sort of elements in Halloween Ends because that was the whole point of the movie. Um, so it does kind of stick out like a sore thumb in this. But her literally seeing herself in her reflection and then Skeet Ulrich's CG body popping up, it's just so over the top that I have to pop for it. Have, um, we, also, have we ever talked about the fact that it's the way that <laughs> it's just weird that he's her dad? Like in terms of like the framing of Scream One, did we talk about that? Joey, last time? listen, it's possible that Jason Momoa might be related to Vin Diesel in the new Fast and Furious movie. Everyone's related to everyone in the franchise. That's how it has to go. John Cena, maybe he's his brother, maybe he's his half brother. I can't, I don't know. Maybe Hobbs is is Vin Diesel. We've never seen him in the same room together. We don't know. We don't know who Brie Larson is related to. Like it's we don't. crazy. She's probably just... related to Helen Mirren, probably. Who knows? I just think it, I don't know. There's something about that in this movie that made me start thinking more than the last movie where I was just like, that's weird. Yeah. It, well, it, it did. I was a little bit weird. The, well, the one that got me was Randy, but whatever. <laughs> also on that subject, like, you know, the killers in this movie follow the template of Scream 2, right? Yes. So correct. theoretically then in the following Scream, we're going to reveal that there was like another, you know, maybe, maybe, Maybe we can talk about this at the end. Let's talk about this at the end. Cause I have okay. I have thoughts on this. Yeah, too. I would. We should do that. Don't don't <sighs> forget. I want I want theories for Screen Seven at the end of this. So <sighs> let's make sure Tim knows. But I want to know. I want us to call it right now because they probably have. I'm assuming they're know they know this movie is going to do well. They probably have an outline for whatever they're going to do for Screen Seven. I want us to guess first so that we have grounds for a lawsuit. <laughs> uh, we're not quite there yet. Of course, Detective Wayne Bailey gives Sam a call. And man, I did not know Dermot Mulroney was in this movie. And he is always just a pleasant surprise whenever he pops up into anything. Love this guy. I'm probably going to watch The Wedding Date this weekend. And oh, I'm probably going to bring that out to my wife. Date. And she's going to go. She's going to say the same thing she always says when she doesn't want to watch a movie. We just watched that. James, we watched <laughs> it four years ago. But it doesn't matter because it's fresh in her mind. That's how it always goes. Uh, he was like, listen, you guys are, you guys are in, in danger, but you're also suspects. You can't. 
be leaving the city. They're like, really? Because Sam's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And of course, Jenna Ortega's like, I don't want your life. You know, I want I want my own life. Um, and it's just not working out. So uh, they decide to stay because they have no choice. Uh, and I believe this is where we get introduced to FBI agent, crack agent Kirby. Am I not wrong? Is that right? She gets the call as well. Uh, comes in and she's like, listen, we spilled the same blood and the same uh, Detective Mulroney. I don't want to be mad at you. <laughs> I want to share resources <laughs> so we can solve this together. And at one point, listen, I know it's inappropriate. But in my in the fan fiction that I was making in my head, I was like, I want Dermot Mulroney and Kirby to end up together at the end of this. He seems like oh. a single dad. He seems like they they got the same law enforcement stuff in, in you know in common. They both carry the gun on the right side. That's all I'm saying. Isn't there like thirty years difference between them? <laughs> How old Jeremy is Mulroney is timeless. Do you understand that? Okay, all right. All <laughs> the right. man never ages. Also, that wig made Hayden Panettiere look like she was a seventy four year old grandma. <laughs> I wanted. She uh, did have the divorce uh, wardrobe this time though, which is a disappointment. Ugh, uh, disappointment. I wanted a first a glimmer of Courtney and. Dermot ending up together. Ooh. And then I also want oh. I wanted Hayden and uh Stu to be the killers. Mm. I wanted them both to come back deranged from their, their oh, mutual experiences and wait. Stu from the first Matthew one. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Oh right, because they talked about did someone say was that the theory that he's not dead? Yeah, well it's it... Kirby has a lot she says a line toward the end of the movie when they're looking at all the artifacts. She's like the the TV that killed Stu Mocker Stu apparently no one knows if he really died and I'm like how do you not oh, know yeah if how he do really there's died? a lot of that yeah. though in this movie but where it's apparently dead bodies are not always but dead I would bodies. love Stu to come back I, but you I, know I, look that's the dumb shit that I love so much is like let's leave some dumb things open because that's where we are again if you just want this franchise to end as what it was pretend it ended at three Stop we all three. we all watched death note the anime at least i assume we all did maybe some of us didn't joey I one did day not. you should and death like note we all understand it's 35 episodes but there's a clear point that it really ends and then it's like if you want to keep watching sure that's the like it keeps going if you want to keep going and that stuff not that bad still very entertaining but not as good as the other shit that's where we're at here we're going into extra mode everybody and i think that the scream franchise has superseded all of that stuff because kirby number one fan right here tim gettys i saw scream 4 and i'm like this is the shit i can't wait for more and then we see scream 5 and they reference her in like a picture on a newscast or some shit and i'm like that's not respect this movie is respect we get this boom big shot we got an fbi agent who's the fbi agent it's kirby and the way that they did this the reverence they give this woman is so perfectly stupid and again i gotta go back to the word it's stupid but they commit so, so hard dumb. they commit so hard to it that i'm like yeah thank you it reminds me of one han from fast and furious han and kirby two of my favorite fictional characters ever put on the silver screen and i love how much love they gave her in this one i agree i also love that now that you're saying all this Stu for sure is coming back in seven that's going to be my prediction at least don't let not us if forget. they don't bring back nev 
Matt and they're Lillard going said to. He wasn't going to do it. So he said he, said he wasn't going to do it because they didn't want to pay. He, never, no, he didn't or, say that. They, he did. He did come out in support of her and say, "I think they should pay her what she is worth to come back." Oh, for sure. And they're so, going to. And they're, they're going, going to bring to. back him, and it's going to be fucking phenomenal. At some point, they're bringing <laughs> back Billy too. Skeet Ulrich is like waiting. He's waiting by the phone for the call. <laughs> just like, just like the entire cast of Karate Kid was just like, "It's it's coming." At some point, Dude, I haven't said coming. it. Some I brought up Fast and Furious ten thousand times already. I have not brought up Cobra Kai. This is the Cobra Kai of the Scream franchise. This is 100% Cobra. I, I 100%, as someone who's watched all of Cobra Kai, I 100% agree. I also kind of hate Cobra Kai. And James, <laughs> me and you, the yin and yang. The I know, I know. Yang, baby. I, I love, listen, I, I, will watch, I will watch Karate Kid 1, 2, 3 every single day. Even next Karate Kid. Toss it into the mix. Yeah. Absolutely never not. Oh, yeah. the, the, I respect you the, for that. Absolutely, absolutely never. The Jackie Chan one, I think that movie got every element of Karate Kid wrong. I will just shovel Cobra Kai into my mouth, but I hate it. I hate that show so much. Tim, can you do me a favor? Can you show James the picture I sent you on your phone yes. yesterday? Oh, God. Yes, um, yes, I can, Nick. Thank you. Can we get a Remy sighting? We got, yeah, he was, he was on the couch this whole time. Oh. <gasps> He's used to me so, shouting about nothing. Nick was apparently <laughs> at like what a fucking borders or something. Target, bro. We were at Target. What is that? Oh, it's so hard to see. You it's have Cobra to put Kai your hand behind it like a beauty influencer. DVD. Oh, a DVD mm. of Cobra mm. Kai. Yeah, a DVD of Cobra Kai. And he was like, Do you want it? And I'm like, No, <laughs> it's a DVD. Yeah. I appreciate that Nick knows that I love physical media, but I don't love DVDs. Yeah, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> but then he also sent me uh the you gotta put your name uh, behind it again. Uh, uh, oh, there you you're go. So you're so good, Joe. Uh, waxing on the, the Karate, karate Kid me. I like that. Yeah, by Ralph like Macchio. That. I'm gonna yeah. read that next. I'm currently reading this, James. You'll appreciate this. Then he zoomed in on his face. <laughs> Total. I, I listened. I've I've read that. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so you know, good. He was a tank driver. Holy shit. Yeah. What a and wild He was world. a very irresponsible tank driver at that. <laughs> got kicked out of the army. Oh, didn't get kicked out. Got asked to leave. He wanted to leave. Anyway. Oh. The mud or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Great story. Uh, I digress. Uh, on the way to the station, they just decide to walk in the middle of the night. And Ghostface comes out of absolutely nowhere. He calls them first. We get, the, we get the, of course, the great thing. Well, call. we have to establish something. Mm. It appears as though Ghostface is trying to frame Samantha. Right. There is the that. There is the, they're, they're leaning into the conspiracy that Samantha was the mastermind behind the Woodsboro mm-hmm. killings from the last movie and that she framed Richie and, uh, for uh, Richie Kirsch for the killing. Uh, of course, she gets the phone call from Richie's phone, which should have all been our, uh, I guess, our first uh, little antenna. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. little antenna that, oh, maybe the family is responsible for this, but who, who can know? It doesn't matter. Uh, and then don't love this scene. And this is a criticism I've had before in the Scream movies. Where they're like the blocking of it and the camera blocking specifically made it weird as fuck because they're just walking and the camera's on them and then it cuts to a profile and Ghostface is just right fucking there. Like, how did you not see this guy running out of this door right up on you? And I could be misremembering this, but I don't. It wasn't as creative as I wanted it to be. Having said that, they go into the liquor store. I like the scene. It's weird and cool. And I thought it was fun, and there's a little bit of tension there where Ghostface has to get the uh, shotgun, blasts the liquor store owner, which I thought was super violent and fucked up and an awesome shot. Uh, and then, of course, they have to escape, and, and Ghostface escapes out the back, but not before dropping uh, the screen mask. And now we're establishing that the screen masks themselves are, in fact, screen masks that have DNA from the other killers in them. So we're going around, around the block with all the old screen movies. Let me stop you right there, Nick. Elise, you had your hand raised? 
Oh, I just want to say that something I really liked about the bodega scene, the subway scene, the alleyway scene, I felt like New York, as as big and uh, trope-like and sprawling as it is, felt like more of a character in this movie than Woodsboro did in 5. I um, 100% agree. And that was one of the things that I was like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, great. How are they going to New York's way too big it's yeah. not going to feel there's not going to be any tension in this movie because woodsboro was so great because it was a small town with a small town police force that was kind of inept and didn't really know what the fuck was going on i thought they did a great i was like this is awesome this is more like a playground it's something else i learned should mention it earlier is that the sorority that jenna ortega is rushing is the same sorority that sarah michelle geller was in in scream oh. 2. I love that. Yeah. that see, Hell that yeah. is the dumb shit I love so much. Dumbass world building. <laughs> with you guys, like, again, I said this earlier, but like watching the trailer, it was like, oh, New York, like, really? The subway, the this, the that, the bodega. Like, there's no way this is going to be good in a screen movie. Everything that I thought wasn't going to work, I thought really worked. This bodega scene, him with the shotgun, all that stuff. This was the scariest, tensest scene we've had in a scream movie. Like I, you earlier, you guys were saying it's not scary, not tense. I, the, when them crawling on the floor when this guy had a shotgun and he's proved that he is ready to shoot, I was right there with it, man. She was gonna oh, shoot, yeah. Joe. And when they're, she the was kids are shoot. like, you know, stab twos at a university or at a college. So now we're in college. Like they're making these, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I will. Uh, here I come. I will say bring it i thought uh, mentioning the framing thing it was very weird to go from a scene where they're like Ghostface is trying to frame you and she's like oh no this is going to be a serious situation to Ghostface chases you into a bodega kills two people in cold blood under cctv and and then you and your sister aka alibi are running out of the bodega as the police arrive is like I don't know what every scream doesn't have a great plan because they're like sure. Nev, yes. Nev, Sydney, we're gonna frame you for your father, and he he went crazy and this stuff like that. And you're like, well, why were you chasing her around the house at the beginning of the movie? But this one felt like it was really dumb, like really stupid, like you're, you're literally wrong. showing footage of murder happening of a ghost ghost faces killing people, mm -hmm. random people, which is another issue because there's everyone has plot armor but kills random people in this in this bodega under CCTV footage with cops as witnesses. And I'm like, well, that there's no tension now to the her being framed in any way, unless she's unless she's in on it, which would be cool. But that's not the case. But we didn't know at that point. And that's my thing. I was like, I love that throughout this movie because of how they set up legacy characters can go. New characters can go there. The rules are gone. We, we're creating new rules now. Now that we know how the movie ends, it's like, all right, cool. At the moment, I was like, I don't know who's involved in this. Fair enough. This, it didn't bother me so much here, James, but the subway sequence, I, I, and I know I'm going to be alone on this one. I didn't particularly care for that. Uh, I didn't. Well, I you was won't like, be alone, Nick. Nick, you won't be alone okay. in any negative I, perspectives. I, oh, sorry. This dog is like, getting comfortable. Kind of sorry. We can't hear him. It's not picking yeah, up. No, what I not think up. the subway scene failed at, and and or maybe it wasn't even trying to do this, but it felt like what it was, what it would have done or was trying to do was to make us think that Ghostface is going to be on the subway with the other characters, and then the reveal is, oh no, he's actually on the subway with Mindy. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really do that, and it was weird. Like it was just trying to create tension in both places without unifying them in that way. Maybe. 
It's yeah, to me that one didn't work. It didn't work for the, the blocking. And it was one of the things that I saw in the trailer. I was like, they're gonna have they're gonna I'm not gonna like the sequence. And sure enough, going into it, I was like, I didn't particularly care too much for it. Um, but that was the only thing in New York that I felt was just didn't really work for the city. Everything else I was like, oh, we're having fun here. Although I will agree that once you start breaking it down on the semantic level, <laughs> I will like, say like, there's the so whole, many people in New York that could have stopped the thing this of like we're all piling on a crowded subway and we got separated. Like that's a very I mean, yeah, that's, I, that makes total we'll, sense. We'll get to it when we get to it. But I do think it's funny that they're like, we got to stick together and they don't call a cab. Yeah. <laughs> Or an Uber. <laughs> any other mode of transportation subway well the other thing that was that that kills me is like and look i've never lived in new york i don't know necessarily how they celebrate halloween in new york but apparently it is a week and a half long affair because mm -hmm. people are dressed when samara weaving gets killed and like three days later people are still dressed to the nines as far as Halloween's concerned well i assume this happens on halloween night which which is the the climax but i just thought it was funny i was like There's so many halloween costumes everywhere Gotta move to New York. It's my favorite holiday. Uh, I digress. They go over, they get attacked. Uh, we get introduced to Kirby. Of course, this movie wouldn't be a screen movie if we didn't at least have one of the original, the original three. What, what do we call the three of them? The original trio. The original trio, uh, who I assume Gail Weathers was a part of. Who was the original trio? Nick, think about it yes. for one second. Well, it's, it's yeah. Nev Campbell, uh -huh. Gail Weathers, uh -huh. and Dewey, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Okay, good. But what about Randy? Why Randy not get? Some... He dies in two. He didn't last dies in long three. Enough. No, he dies. Randy in dies two. in two. Yeah, I yeah. thought he died in he four. He comes back in the videotape in three. Oh, that's right. He dies in two. That's right. He does die in two. Well, I mean, okay. He comes back in the videotape. I fucking love this franchise. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, Courtney Cox here, of course, just enjoying yet yeah, again playing this character one more time. Hasn't lost a step as far as her ability to endear herself to you, but also be kind of a sleaze ball. You know, love that. Of course, Jenna Ortega knocks her right out. We get the we get the diehard uh, ending here uh, because uh, she promised that she would not write anything about her, and of course had to. Someone was going to write something; she had to do it. Uh, not and a I podcast, like though. They couldn't have like she's still just writing books. I felt like I felt like that was like, oh, you promised not to write a book, and she goes, I didn't. It was a podcast. Like seems like a fun, playful yeah. Gail Weathers line, but she was Especially like, well, I had to. <laughs> When they reference like the limited series stuff too, it's just like, mm -hmm. oh. yeah. yeah. You I don't know. That's a nitpick. I don't care. I don't no, care. No, I was surprised. I, I'm with you I was surprised. I was like, there's a perfect opportunity to like have Gail still be Gail without yeah. her saying the things she's already said a hundred times in this. Well, show. she mentions a little the, the limited series. I thought it was like a Dear John style series. That's what I took from that. Like she did the true crime sort of like thing, right? Or was that not? Well, right? she she said you would. You told me you wouldn't write a book about this, which right. Is, and she said, you know, and then she goes, she goes, well, I had to, <laughs> and then and then she goes, you said I was, you said I was like disturbed and crazy or whatever, and she was like, that's taken out of context, and I was like, whatever, that interaction is not how context works, like. Well, I do. She could have said like, that, was... but she could have said before is not, you know, like yeah, there is context. Fair um anyway love seeing her back in this role obviously she's welcome back anytime and apparently she's indestructible now uh they give a quick reference to nev campbell who of course uh, is not in the film unfortunately uh, but sends her love and sends her regards uh and then we cut back over to kittridge's house and you think for a man that's been in the CIA this long he could tell when there's a killer at his door but he <laughs> does not he gets punched through the glass and stabbed uh right in the eyeball and then the killer takes uh 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 not nev campbell sorry uh sam's file from and with all the meeting notes of when they met because now she doesn't have an alibi which is completely uh you know again going against the going toward framing here for all the stuff uh then 
Let's see. Uh, this is weird. I went to the bathroom at this point, but I'm pretty sure they just have a conversation around the kitchen table for 45 minutes, like nothing bad is happening to them. And then Ghostface attacks Quinn's boyfriend first, or her the lover, well, also, her lover of the evening. No. Also, Nick, we kind of get a little uh, hint here that there's more to just you know looking at cute guy across the alley. Oh, right. There's Be- we kind of we see that. Oh, these two have a little secret little thing going on. Well, I mean, can we talk about? The podcast, no, the podcast, the, hot, the hottest moment in this entire movie when they walk by each other in the hallway and she just oh. grabs him and starts making oh. out with him. And I was like, Perfect. yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And then he says, What's the hey, podcast within the podcast for this one? The world's hottest moment. I can't remember. No, it? it's something way worse than that. It's definitely oh. worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the number of times. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. that's Halloween. Is it Halloween? Is it? Oh, I think that was Halloween. Yeah, we could do extended here. Premature ejaculation. <laughs> was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up the run of show for Halloween in review. <laughs> yeah, please pull that run of show up. I'm um, sorry. We just do so many fun horror things all Because this is this was a this was a good scene. These two have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And this guy, what's his what's the name of this actor? Josh Segura. Josh Segura. Yeah. Just just great. Good casting. This. Great so, chemistry with uh, Melissa. She Barrera. will put him in everything. I All I have for you guys is uh, the podcast is officially called The Premature Ejaculation Count, brought to you by Nick Scarpino. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds right. I not remember why we started When's that, that? going to spin off, get its own show? <laughs> oh, you know, James, we're, ta- we're in talks. We're in talks okay. with Rooster right, Teeth right me. now. Uh, <laughs> um, love this scene. They have a great back and forth. They have good chemistry. And of course, we're setting this guy up. Is he the killer? We don't know, which she immediately figures out like, yo, you got, I don't trust you. And he's like, you shouldn't trust me. You shouldn't trust anyone. But he's like saying it real close. And I'm like, I got with this guy. Why the fuck not? So good looking. Uh, Of course, shit pops off upstairs and Quinn gets it. She gets thrown at the girlfriend of Mindy. I loved this scene. I thought this was really fun of like keeping everything close quarters, but having Josh Cigar's apartment and his perspective and like just the way that this apartment is set up with the different rooms and stuff like that, I thought was really fun. It's very rear window, which I mm-hmm. thought was cool, mm-hmm. except the difference was in rear window, he couldn't move because his leg was broken. And this one, it's like, hey, Josh, how hard is it for you to run down a flight of stairs and run over to that apartment? Yeah. A lot of flights. He's a he tries to call young... and they they don't answer. And then yeah. he just goes, "God, shit! I guess I'll just watch my girlfriend, I guess would be girlfriend, get murdered." And they call the cops. I don't know. He actually goes. I, I I'd be right there. Like I think I'd be more valuable yelling across the street to like Tim, aware people. You don't like to be touched. We know that you're not trying to get into a physical altercation. With Definitely not. Life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I, but I'll tell you yeah. what. It, I just want to rewind real quick because in when Gail comes out, she's like, I let Sydney know she went into hiding with Mark. Right? Yeah. Which does confirm, which I don't think was confirmed in Scream 5, oh, right. that she is with Patrick Dempsey, right? It, it mm-hmm. do confirm it because they've got kids. They, but didn't, they, they never they see him, right? Drop, they don't, yeah. but they name drop Mark in they 5. Do. They yeah. do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to confirm that with everyone. But is she still wearing it. Charlie yes. O'Connell's necklace? <sighs> We'll see. Does Mark sing songs for her in the middle of the lunchroom? We'll never know. Which, like, definitely Josh Segura and Chad, I was like, are they going to give him the Charlie O'Connell death in this? Because they're, they're both the great guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like... Oh, you mean when Jerry, when Jerry O'Connell was, like, hey, hanging as an angel, yeah. a beautiful angel that's glistening with his and beautiful... She, she suspects him for, you know, a brief moment. And... Mm-hmm. Poor Jerry O'Connell. Perfect. And, that, and now he's relegated to just taking podcasts from a local park. 
He's killing it, man. He's he like, watch what, happens, watch what happens live, baby. I fucking love Star Joe Trek. I love him. Oh, he's fucking fantastic on everything. I'm just, I'm teasing because one time he did our podcast, he did it from a park yeah. with a mustache. And I was like, you're not doing yourself any favors in that park with that mustache. Uh, <laughs> I digress. Everything pops off. Mindy's girlfriend gets one through the gut and you're like, she's dead. Just leave her behind. That was a brutal one when he just like kept going up. And just, yeah, Am I wrong? Like, I, it might be recency bias here, but this is the most brutal Scream movie oh, it's brutal. by yeah, a yeah. large margin, right? Yeah. In any Scream movie. Well, also just like, it's the way it showcased violence, I think was never. Ridiculous. Done well, any of them. Right? Not only that, but you look, the, the other movies were violent, but the effects work in this movie was very well done to the point where it was i was like holy shit that was one of the first times i've ever seen someone get stabbed through the eyeball where it looked real it was shocking when the doctor gets stabbed in the eyeball or whatever the fuck it is and now other uh, homie gets stabbed in the in the mouth oh, that was it's another brutal it was violent it was very very violent. but i mean to be fair the first scream was when he like guts and like smashes her uh drew barrymore's uh vocal cords or like her larnings yeah. that shit was violent as fuck yeah. Also scary, but anyway, um, everyone gets popped off. We have the ladder sequence here, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Even though it's like, uh, you might want the person who's stabbed to go first, leaving yeah. her last. Obviously, cannon fodder for the killer. Totally, it, which all that weird, but also like whatever. You're dead. It is what it is. I just hated this in the trailer. I was like, there's no way this is gonna be entertaining to watch, and I was so entertained. I couldn't believe how much I was like, I'm into this. This is tense. Yeah. I'm. I want to see what's going on. The way that he was like shaking her, I was like, this is fucking brutal as shit. Before she even falls, and then she falls, and then her head hits a dumpster on dumpster. the way down. Mm -hmm. God just damn! Like, just like Spider Man that one time. Spider Man, no more. And I also love that we're seeing <laughs> these masks from Ghostface. The distressed. I love it. Tarnished ghost face mask. The older they are, the more tarnished and distressed oh, and cracked. Because the because James and I, of course, know from all the old Halloween masks that we kept, including the Batman mask that I probably still have to this day, that plastic degrades and it degrades fast and it's horrifying. The countdown um, they were doing in the the plot of this whole thing of like we're going, they're counting down through the different mm -hmm. screens. I'm like, this is so stupid and great. But also the the meta ness of the last mask, which was the first mask Sam gets to wear. I know. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome There's sauce. Uh, I will we did say miss at this point, I did think that Josh Cigaro was involved because who keeps a full size ladder in their New York apartment? That was weird as hell. Especially yeah, now, guess, knowing yeah. the ending, it's like, okay, I, I, do do you, why do you just have ladders there? I felt like there was a joke line that was cut there about her going, Why do you have a ladder in his, your apartment? And he's, he's saying something like, blah, 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 but they got cut for time. Because mm -hmm. I, as I was watching it, I fully expected that to play out on screen, and it didn't. Yeah. I just thought maybe he was like a painter or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. He had painterly <laughs> vibes. He's like, yeah. painter, like an artist painter vibe to him. He can cut it all. He's yeah. too good looking. I don't have questions for good looking people. I just go do whatever you want to do. Uh, uh, we missed a very important scene. I think actually the the scene uh, the I think I, I skipped by in the park where they are having the meta commentary of Mindy saying, this is not a requel. This is not a sequel. This is not a reboot. This is a franchise. We're in a franchise now and all bets are off. Anyone can die. Anyone can be the killer. We can't trust anyone. And to their credit, they actually don't trust anyone except for the actual real killer who's been in the apartment the entire time. I'm never, not quite sure how, I, I guess, yeah, they, they cheesed the system and they put out an anonymous 
uh, uh, Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist ad, but I guess the person answered it, figured it out. It was them. I guess that's not that hard to do. Uh, either way, she was like, we got to stay on our toes. Um, my, my thing, and I'd love to tap the inside of this group that watches franchises all the time, is she was listing off these things, and I was like, is this true? I've never, like, the rules in the first screen that they say are, like, definitely things that are true of, yeah. these, of this thing. And then they're talking about this stuff, and I'm like, I, I don't think this is true for franchises, really. Like, and then, and then getting into the finale of the movie, none of those things come to pass. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So I, I was like, think, it's weird. I do think that there are stakes missed by the fact that they emphasize so heavily in this conversation. Like, we don't need any of like the core characters, and then none of them die. I understand it's like the subversion of the subversion, but. I don't know that that worked for me. It was that's why this movie feels like it is stab, right? Like it feels like it's this this is the point for me that solidifies what makes Scream 6 feel like a movie that Scream the Scream 1 was made to replace in the zeitgeist of what a horror movie could be. Mm. I'm on the yeah. other end where I, this works so well for me in the sense of like, it really felt like the people that are trying to outsmart the movie constantly and outsmart, not even the movie, but the next three sequels. It's the people that are thinking so far ahead of like, what is going to be Scream 9? And like, what we need to leave some people alive to be able to get there in the future. And this whole speech of dealing with like, oh yeah, nothing's off the table. Anything can happen. What's going to happen creates, I think, the most interesting scenario where this entire movie, until the killers are revealed, I didn't know. And once the killer was revealed, I'm like, I fucking buy it. It's a little weird. And I will say that like the last, there's like, Maybe the 85 to 95% mark of this movie are my least favorite of the of the whole film. And even then, though, I get it. It adds up. But I think that the way that they kind of introduce the rules of the franchise of legacy char- characters can die, new characters can die, led to us believing that. And then when we see a legacy character almost die with um, Courtney Cox, and then we see some of the core four almost die, and then not die. I appreciated that because it kept me on my toes where I believe they would have done it because of the speech they gave. And again, we're outsmarting ourselves with the whole subverting expectations and they're they're telling us what's gonna happen. Is that actually gonna happen? Are you gonna subvert that? I feel like with how they did it here, that's where we're at with franchises where Fast and Furious, even if you die, you're gonna come back. Maybe, or maybe you won't. Star Wars, Luke Skywalker's dead, but is he really? Because he's a forest ghost and they could always make a fucking Book of Boba Fett show where he comes back randomly. Like all this shit, I love the way that they did this because I think that they really understood the people out there that are watching these things. Consuming is probably a better way to put it. Consuming this content and then making content themselves and reading content online about all this shit and just being like, here's a movie about that. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm I'm with I'm with James on this one, unfortunately, and I think Joey had the same criticism. Where like, unfortunately, all those all those examples that you just used him, the, those aren't horror movies, and horror is predicated on tension, and tension is basically a thin line where you have to believe that your characters are in danger. And Gail not dying was a mistake because the fact that not one, not two, but three of the main characters in this movie get horribly stabbed and are just like, we're good, well, we're good. And- just walk it off, walk it off. It's like, you know, it, 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 it starts to get to the point where you're like, are all these characters now just going to live all the time through and all these movies? What I think the subversive commentary, I think they thought they were making was, which is we're telling you that anybody is, now we've transcended to the point where anyone is a target in a horror movie. 
But actually what we're going to do is we're going to subvert that and say, no, all the main people survive this. Mm. And which to me was a pretty, um, it was very, not very impactful. Like, it was impactful to me because the moment where we get the double unsheathing of the, the ghost face killers, all that stuff, it's like, yeah, that's what this movie is. They're superheroes now. Like it's Vin Diesel's going to space. Like that's what this is. And I like that they just were like, we're tripling down on that. And they delivered it without Spoiler. taking away from it. Like, I, Fair, I, I but, but at a certain point, like, I mean, and this is the problem with the Fast, well, not problem with Fast and Furious. The, the Fast and Furious is adding more to the family, quote unquote. And that's fun because those movies are superhero movies, but this is a horror movie and people need to die. And, you know, I guess, you know, honestly, if, if I'm being honest, if we're unpacking this, um, I'm just like, hey, where the fuck was this vibe when Dewey died? Because Dewey's my favorite <laughs> character in this franchise. Why the fuck can't he come back? They but show now that I'm so saying much that, reference in this. Like, they, they, they show him so get, much love. Get it. At least I can't talk. You tell. Do they show him reverence in this? They show a picture of him and they play the Broken Arrow theme. They play, they play, the, they play the Broken Arrow theme. Sting. I will say the problem is that Courtney Cox man, manages one tier. That's it. One the, tier, the, and then she goes on and cashes the fucking check. They have too much real life history. The choreography of his death was just so <laughs> lackluster. Like Courtney Cox's scene in in this movie was what the build up to David Arquette's death should have been in five. That's true. Like they they really didn't give it any as much of attention as they should have yeah he feels like. more like collateral in five versus yeah. like she got her shining moment in this one well let's get to that right now of course ghostface uh attacks her we'll do it first off bailey's taking off the case because his daughter's dead and he's like my daughter's dead my only daughter all my all my kids are dead and you're like oh that's did we talk about your other kid i don't remember that and then well, they gail mentioned uh, that she meant she the roommate mentions that her brother died in a car accident and that's what made right. her dad be so clingy yeah right even he even transferred to the nypd that's exactly what she says um and he's like oh my whole family's dead right uh very very reminiscent almost the exact same sequence as angela and bassett and wakanda forever i just want just to say exactly because this is this is regarded by reddit as a major plot hole which is how did nobody know that she was his daughter like nobody on the force, or sorry nobody on the force knew that jack kirsch this or richie kirsch this famous serial killer was his son you know like how did no one know mm, yeah you would think that, that if you're i mean i don't know that's a good question um maybe he, maybe he no one asked i also ask, want to know you how you body my... swap is this the first official body swap we've got because like you see you see quinn get thrown through a door covered in blood with sure maybe a hollywood makeup mm -hmm. thing that they mm -hmm. put on her at some point but it it also kind of doesn't make sense because that roommate was watching her be killed so like or the the guy across the alley like just because we didn't see it doesn't mean he didn't see them stop down like i don't know there's there's a shot missing where ghostface pulls her down out of view and then like you're like oh okay that's when they did the thing Ooh. but like you see her get thrown out at some point they like he in the in the reveal he goes oh what's nothing like what does he say he's like he's like ah oh, you just take a take a body you swap it with a fresh one and i was like what's that <laughs> like what what tough, happened tough. there where'd you get that tell body? me tell me how that body swap happened because like um, my my only my only okay just waving it away a little bit is that he is detective bailey yeah, uh, her last name, last name is landry my assumption is that they faked their this so, this Whole they thing have this, just to kill he and the people. daughter have the same last name so and then the son has a different last they, name after the the richie killings they moved to new york and assumed new identities but that he was would still be my able to, guess as the cop he was still able to change his name that's big that's big i mean that's that, that's more on the nypd yeah i mean that's what i'm saying NYPD you know, that's, big on, it's a, exactly. that's a blemish 
It's not on me. It's on the NYPD. Uh, either way, uh, we go. Uh, Kirby, uh, Gail's like, listen, I'm really good at my job, and I discovered this cool horror theater that the that the two kids in the beginning of the movie that got killed had set up, and we get we get a nice little tour through the the eras of Scream, and I love it. And I'm I'm obviously joking around about Dewey's the the disservice they played to him. Although I would love David Arquette to come back. And again, to Tim's point not beyond the realm of reality yeah. that David Arquette survived. We don't know. Um, but we see all the original drawings. We see, like, the, the oh. knife. We see the the TV that killed Stu Mocker, <laughs> which I totally forgot about. Hold on. The fax machine that blew up in Scream 3. In yes. Scream 3. Don't forget. It's the fantastic. fax machine that the guy had to go back into the house to see what the final page said. I'm seeing all the clothing everybody was wearing. Yeah. It's fucking great i, Dude, I think they had the camera guy's hat too i don't know they had the camera they had the camera guy right white sta- blood stained they got a lot they, this guy managed to get a lot he stole a lot of stuff from lockup that's for oh, yeah. sure well they were I rich love, kids from atlanta i love the fast and furious movies you guys all know this and i i've seen every fast and furious movie at midnight or whatever the first showing is since the first one like i've been there i've been in this like tokyo drift came out in 2006 and i was like I'm rocking with this. This is my personality. I love this. And then the movies happened to get great after that. I got lucky there. There was another franchise, though, that Mm -hmm. really gave me the Tim Gettys personality of loving the stupid lore and doubling down on the stupid coincidences and, like, bringing characters back and all that. And it was the Saw franchise. Mm -hmm. When Saw came out in, whatever, 2004, and then every year, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw, everybody. And once a year, they would come out with a movie that got progressively stupider and more complex and more convoluted of, like, there was also another another killer and an apprentice and this and that. And remember that guy and blah, blah, blah. And the movies worked their best the more convoluted they got. When they played it too clean, the movies sucked ass. There was about five of the Saw, the 10 Saw movies that were bad. But when they were great, they just fucking mm-hmm. delivered. And one of the more recent ones that I'd put on the higher side was a movie, I forget even which one it was called. Spiral? Jigsaw? Not Spiral. It was the okay. one before Spiral. So Jigsaw, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they did this whole thing of like, we have all the original things that mm-hmm. killed the people in the other movies and we have a museum for all this shit and i was like this is really cool but they didn't do anything with it this movie had the cool shit and they did something yeah with it. they got to interact having, with them they, they interacted with it the countdown to having her wearing the first mask oh my so god cool. i fucking loved it thank you thank you um, I think this is where we see Billy for the first time. And Tara's like, what the fuck's going on? And Sam's like, don't worry about it. It's not, it's not cool. Uh, we see that the uh, the original robe, which I don't think was in this one, but we see the sparkliness of the original robe, which I I love. It's just kind of a little touch of nostalgia there. Uh, and then, of course, we go over to Gail's apartment, and she's got a new young beau that she's hanging out with. Can we talk about how baller Gail's apartment it's is fucking, real quick? I mean, listen. It's incredible. They're setting up Gail she's, to be this like sad, lonely person. I know, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, you know, everyone always get only gets one person in their life. And that's the that's the whole love of their life, and that's yep. the whole that's the only person they'll ever have their whole life. Yeah. Hard cut to her. But Joey, go <laughs> with on. her hot boyfriend walking yeah, around her apartment. Boyfriend. There, yeah, I'm like the designer that she had for this. Like, I, Gail, put me in your will yeah. for eventually <laughs> when you die in this series, and I would like your apartment. Those books are paying <laughs> off. Uh, we have a great fight scene here. She, of course, has a gun smartly because she's been attacked multiple times with a knife. She does not know how to use said gun uh, and loses it and then gets stabbed. Thankfully, Sam comes in, picks up the gun, also doesn't know how to use the gun, just blindly fires into the air uh, until Ghostface Killer runs out a side exit that 
I don't don't know that we had there, but he's Gonzo. And Gail's like, get me to the hospital. I'll be all right by tomorrow. And we're like, yeah. Did anyone else think Gail was going to come back and save everyone <laughs> in the last couple seconds here? Well, I'm happy she didn't. I thought so, and I'm happy she didn't. Yeah. I feel uh, like I feel like on the day though, they were like, We'll figure out if you're dead. Like, oh, we'll yeah. figure out well, like we'll figure oh, it out, yeah. we'll figure it out in post or whatever. And she's like, Should I play this as though like this is my last line ever? And she and they're like, Yeah, yeah give us it. a take of that. Tell, tell Sydney right. yeah, we'll he didn't yeah. get me. Tell yeah, Sydney tell Sydney he didn't get me. me. And then she passes out and you're like, That's a cool that's a badass line. Badass line. It doesn't make any sense, but that's no. a badass line for Gail Weathers to go out on. But then I was like, but it also feels like it's definitely keeping the door open. And since they don't show her ever again, I'm like, I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew when they filmed that scene whether or not well, Gail was that, going back. Definitely. With that though, I mean, with the Scream franchise, we know dating back to the originals, like in a, a very early internet days, Talking like they shot it. they shot multiple different mm -hmm. versions of the endings and different scripts and all that stuff. And like, I think that now we're in this new era where clearly we're in a franchise. This is now the first time in franchise history since the first two that we're getting annualized sequels to this thing. So five was last year, six is now, one and two were year after year. Besides that, there was a couple year gap to three, a decade to four, a decade to five. I imagine Scream 7 is going to be within the next two years, right? Like they're working so quickly uh, with this stuff and in this like leak culture that we have, especially on the franchise side with the MCU and literally any franchise out there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right that there is probably many versions of Scream 6 that exist and this is like the one that we got but like i'm sure there's a version where gail's the killer <laughs> like they probably have a maybe not that far but like they probably have enough to work with that this movie could look completely different and the next movie because of it also could have but um i liked how hard they went with this where there were moments that i believed she was gonna be dead in this and that impressed me because yeah she committed to the this, these are my last words in this franchise. 100%. Have we gotten a Scream 7 confirmed yet or no? Yes. They've confirmed it, right? I think they have, that it's coming. Are they filming over Halloween or it's coming Halloween? The PR team sent it to my email directly <laughs> to infuriate me. Uh, Googling Scream 7, I'm not seeing any. Uh, okay, cool. Four days ago, Scream Geek confirms which I don't know, uh, but hold on. Let me let me look into the valid. I mean, we'll probably find out on this. Sunday whether or not. Yeah. Oh, I thought, yeah. Once they're just raking in the cash, they're like, yeah. Mm, I guess we could do. It's gotta one. be. So it's so right be. now right now what we're working with is we've received news from our sources that a follow up to Scream Six has been officially greenlit. <laughs> the tentatively titled Scream Seven. <laughs> Perfect. We'll workshop that. Scrabbing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky uh, number Scrubbing. <laughs> Josh Hartnett making the jump from, oh, wow. from H2O. If Josh Hartnett got cast got in Scream 7, this might be the greatest franchise oh of all time. That could work. I uh, feel like, it, sorry, Nick, no, I, or, or, I, I know we got to go, but no, I feel like no, a, a, a Dermot Mulroney, Mulroney casting this is very intentional. They know the millennial audience they are playing to. Oh, 100%. With these and that would be equally so for Josh mm -hmm. Hartnett. Yeah. 100%. Playing Josh Hartnett something weird like Stu's fraternal Cuba twin that nobody knew existed. Or not yes, Joey. <laughs> God, Joey, you could write these movies. Um, real quick, after they kill Gail, I just want to say this is something that stood out to me that was really funny. They're all gathered in the lobby of Gail's 
uh, apartment building and they're holding each other desperately and they're mm. not sure who they can trust. And then our good friend, uh, a guy from across the way, Josh, uh, guy. Josh the cute guy, shows up and he goes, sorry, I'm late. And they're like, you stay away from me. <laughs> You're suspicious. And I'm like, oh. so did someone text him? Like, or did he just hear on the grapevine that Gail Weathers had been attacked? Maybe. I was like, I was like, I don't understand. That that scene only makes sense if he wasn't notified, but it feels like someone was like, hey, we're in the lobby. And if some if you call someone and say, hey, we're in the lobby, and then you they show up, it's really they played up that the other, what was her name? Mindy. Mm-hmm. They played her whole thing was fun at first of the you're suspicious. And then with the other guy, I was at econ, ask anybody or whatever. Yeah. I was in study hall or whatever. That was really fun. But she started doing it with literally everyone. And I was like, some of these situations don't make sense. If you stop and think for like two seconds, like, well, I love, yeah. I love yeah. how he shows up and he's like, don't trust anybody. Don't trust yeah. me. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust I, the milkman. I do like that. I, do, I mean, we'll get to it, but I do like that he was like, delivery he gave her that whole thing don't and she was like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't come in because I don't trust you. And he was like, respect. Yeah. I'm going to go wait over by the pizza place and grab a slice. That. A hot New York slice. And he runs into a Sbarro's. Oh, I love everything about that. Uh, I hope we... he learned about Gail from Tim's favorite plot device when characters find out about the things news. on the news. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. I will uh, say, but I, you're you're so right, James. Like, what? That made no sense. This is the first Scream movie in a while that I'm like, I can't wait to watch it again. Like, I can't wait to watch Scream Six again in theaters, and I I can't wait to to see knowing the motivations of the killers and like looking at these questions of like, how did he know this? I'm so excited. I can't I can't wait for her to watch it again so I can play video games for a few hours and 123 minutes. Joey, when you're out here, we'll put it on. We're going. All of us. All together. Uh, We cut over, of course, to the horror theater where Kirby's like, I got a great idea. Listen, this whole call in the park thing didn't work. But we're going to lock ourselves into... Uh, this this theater, this this shrine to all the ghost face killers of the past, and we're gonna wait for them to come here. There's only one way and one way out. We're gonna trap them and then we're gonna kill them. And Dermot Maroney, in in probably his least good line delivery, is like, "Let's kill the son of a bitch." And I'm like, "He's the killer." We figured it out it, right there. Was it Kirby's bit. idea to do that? I think yes. it was. Yeah. Okay. And then he calls and says, "Oh no, she's not really an FBI agent. She's gone unhinged." And they're like, oh, Kirby yeah. did it. And then the attackers attack. And then there's two of them, and they go together. There's, and Tim's like, well, and then "That's like, the moment no. where Tim thinks this is the greatest movie ever made." And I know it. Real quick, there's like two or three moments in the movie where they're like, "Maybe it's Kirby," and I'm like, "Uh, the killer is not four foot eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a real, real. I mean, granted, but Kirby could have been the mastermind. You never yes. know because I'm like, sure. there's what, multiple yeah. killers. There is I one moment loved... where we, the killer looks so tall every time he attacks, which means it has to be this Ethan character because he's mm-hmm. way taller than everyone else, including the night he's supposed to have an alibi by being at, at econ class, whatever the fuck it is. But I digress. At least what we're mm-hmm. going to say. I would have loved if it was Kirby and Stu and like Kirby is more she's she's making the calls. She's the mastermind and a deranged Stu is the killer. He's big. He He has the history. He knows how to. You know, juke people out as ghost face. I, I would have loved that pairing. I would have been totally fine with that pairing. And I would have leapt out of my seat. Could have been cool. It's always stream seven, eight, nine, or ten. That's true. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, of course, uh, Sam's Billy comes back and he's like, Sam, you know what you got to do? You got to arm yourself. And she opens up the case and takes out the knife that's still shiny with blood after all those years. And he goes, good choice. Yeah, I don't really know why it's shiny with blood. I was confused by that. Don't know either. You have to imagine maybe when they put it in there, the guys were like, let's make it look like blood. And they put some of that corn. I almost, I I know it wouldn't have played as well, but I almost wish that instead of it being, instead of us expecting to believe that it was the real shit, that they had established that Richie had this shrine that he and his buddies made where they were desperately trying to recreate these elements. I love that. Because like me swallowing the pill of like, oh yeah, they just, this cop just bribed other cops so that way he could get the blood soaked knife. Like while he's changing is is like such a harder thing than this dude who was obsessed and like he made film recreations and he did all this shit. And he, look, he even made that the phone. Like he's a psychopath. Like, I feel like that would have played better than them trying to be like, this is Billy's knife. Like, it may be the masks. Maybe he gets the masks. Yeah. But every single piece of that thing there, piece this of museum. Crimes, especially crimes that happened literally like a year prior. It, the shirts from Randy shirts from the video store and stuff. It's like, did we need all of it? Yeah. But hey, if man, it was like, if though, it like some of it was like yes. makeshift, but it was fun if it was like, us. It was I know. I know, but yes. but if it's like some of it was makeshift, I was like that probably would have played similarily because you'd be like, oh, Don't like he, this psychopath shit. made the seeing all that stuff. I love Tim. I know Tim loved it. No. We loved it. I love it, but I, James, I don't think you're wrong. And actually, wrong. I think that, like, the thing I love about franchises is set the seeds for a future movie. In a future movie, they could totally play it that way. Where, like, yeah, no, these weren't the real things. That'd be a stupid decision. Like, that's where I think Scream can go, is starting to look at itself as as stupid as it is. And they've been doing that since the beginning. But, like, yeah, like, no way did they get all these things together. Like, I, I just don't believe it. But I love that they did it for this one. I really fucking do. So uh, fun. I love it too. Of course, we get to the final action sequence here where Chad gets stabbed 5,000 times and is that surely is dead. <laughs> Only he's not. Uh, and the killers finally reveal themselves to be Kirby. Is it Kirby? We don't know. And Kirby's like, I got attacked over there. Also, I'm two foot three. There's no fucking way I'm one of the killers and have anything to do with this. And then Dermot Aroni is like, no, she's the killer. And then he shoots her. And then he's the killer. And it turns out not only is he the killer, but shocker. Ethan is his son, who is Krispy Kreme Kirby's brother. And he and you're like, oh my God, he looks exactly like him. How did I not see this, Elise? And and you were like, Nick, because we're blinded by this man's curly hair. It's incredible. And uh just to clear, he's that, not Kirby's brother. Not Kirby's no. brother. Sorry, what's the guy? Richie. Kirsch. Richie. Ricky. <laughs> Richie. Richie Kirsch. Jack Kirsch. Quaid. Jack Quaid's brother. Yeah. Sorry, I said I meant I meant Kirshy. Kirsch Kirsch not Kirby Kreme. Got it. The joke didn't make sense either way, but I just wanted you guys. To, I just wanted to clarify for you guys. When my brain I'm goes. glad that you know that. That makes me feel better. I always know. I always know. That's 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 my superpower. Um, and then it's revealed. Bum, bum, oh, we have a sister too, and it's Quinn, and they face her death. But just a quick, a little. Bo- I mean, listen, James. I, I don't want to swap body. body. I'll do it right now. I get a fresh body. It's so for you easy. Right now. It's fresh New York, body. you know. Call up Bodies the old Reddit because because he's already on the scene. The cop goes, "Is that your daughter?" And it's it's a forty two year old unhoused individual, and he goes, "That's my daughter, all yep. right." <laughs> but the that thing is, we saw in this movie that they were just killing motherfuckers, like they didn't give a shit. So, like, I buy that, like, getting bodies for them not as difficult as it would have been for some of the other previous killers. That it's we've not. Had it's not guys. the body acquisition that bothers me. It's the swap. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. It's wrong. 
Um, but if this I'm, was a planned thing, then they could have just murdered somebody else in that apartment building off camera. That we they could have had a body waiting under it. Quinn's bed. Yeah. It's, it's a thing that you do when you're intentionally withholding information from your audience because otherwise it don't add up. It does add up. I mean, that's fair. It's a fun because we get and Sam's like, you know what? I have a killer inside me. And she's like, your son died like a little, little boy, just a whiny little boy. And he's like, no, my son was a man. My son was a man. He was a virile, virile young adult man. And she's like, he was a bitch. Like he doesn't know what's going on, this and that and that. And then of course she's just that we go, we pop off. She goes up to the lobby, the top of the lobby and Jenna Ortega's hanging off. And she's like, you gotta let me go. And then she's they, like, well, wait, I, we're speeding through. We're speed, there's a lot that's happening here. So so we're speeding through this, right? So then there's the reveal. Then they start throwing bricks, right? <laughs> they throw some bricks, uh, which I don't think have oh, yeah, cinematic significance, right? No, Are the they bricks from a movie? Are they no. set pieces from the play in Scream 2? Because I was oh. like... I was, Joey like, might be right. I was like, it's so weird that the they didn't say, let's was, use right? these bricks from Scream whatever. Bricks from Sydney's house. <laughs> or something. <laughs> so they throw bricks, and then at some point, they gain the upper hand. It's really, it's strange, right? Kirby saves them no. in some way, Not right? Not late. Not till yeah, later. later. But, but, so, because I, there was a weird moment where they had basically incapacitated, oh, she stabs, Kurt, she stabs the brother a shit ton of times, Right. right. And then the dad is out. There was a weird thing where she had a gun and a knife. And then her sister was like, I'm going to climb the scaffolding. And I was like, why don't oh, you yeah. shoot the, the, the incapacitated bodies? Because, the, oh, the other girl got hit. The other girl got smashed with something or whatever. And she was out. It was just very strange blocking where they were like, she's got to climb up this scaffolding. And I was like, where are you going? Yeah, did somebody get hit with the telephone fax machine thing? I, it was no, I think what happened was... She should have blown up. Someone got hit with a camera. Someone got hit with a brick. Oh, she got hit with a Well, brick. the camera was later. That was no, the yeah. chase part. Because they chased out. Chad got stabbed a thousand times. Who got Stu's TV on the face? That was the uh, That was the final. That was Dermot Mulroney at the very, very end. No, no, no. It was, it was the brother. Oh, it was the brother. It was Ethan, right? It was after the brother, but that was after all. That was after he got mouth stabbed. Mouth stabbed. Either way, there's a point where the two sisters were good and had a knife and a gun. And the three of them were completely out. And I was like, why aren't you murdering? Them? Why aren't you doing the things that you're so fun supposed fact. to do? In so fun fact, Jenna Ortega gets dropped down. She starts, she stabs again. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Sam shoots Quinn in the face mm -hmm. and then trains the gun on Dermot Mulroney, who apparently appears to have no gun. No, he has and a then, gun. And then she baby pulls gun. No, no, but we didn't see it yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, oh, I thought she it. picked up his gun. I, it was a little confusing to me what was going on. As you guys know, I don't pay attention a lot. I just get, I get in the <laughs> so coffee and I get in I can, I can clear this up because I, I, I was wait, curious wait. at this let me, point. Let me finish this real quick because I was like, the blocking's weird. I don't know if he has a gun or whatever. She pulls the trigger and nothing happens because she's out of ammunition. And then he pulls up his gun and starts shooting, mm -hmm. and she goes over the edge. And someone in our theater screams out, "He had a gun!" Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, here's two things to rewinding because again, I'm I'm furious at this point. I've determined that I hate the movie, and so I'm uh, every single frame is fusing into my brain. Um, so the they're hanging there, right? She's hanging off, and she's like, "You gotta let me go." And I was like, "Way easier to explain. Give me the knife. Just give me the knife." Because she's standing there and she's like, she's like, 
no, I can't leave. She's like, no, no, no. What I meant to say is let me go so that way I can get the knife and then met him for... This is one of those things, Tim, yeah. that we were talking about with yeah. the Chad stuff where yeah. I'm like, do you think I'm stupid or are you stupid? But they um, know I'm stupid and they gave you what I want. Because, I because if, she, if she had said, give me the knife and then her sister did the math and said, I'm, I'm physically, I'm literally and metaphorically letting her go and she'll be okay then it resolves all their shit. But she doesn't say that. She says, you have to let me go. And I'm like, you think I'm stupid. You think I don't know what Chad means. So that pisses me off. And then they have, they have, uh, I like the kill. Stick stabs them in the mouth, twists it a bunch. Um, die a virgin, great. Uh, die a oh, yeah. all great stuff. But then, then they Pretty have this ejaculation. <laughs> then they have the, then they probably they, happen there. They have the gun, the gun knife standoff, which is funny. Because she's like, ah, and she shoots her in the head. Great. Love that. Then it has Dermot Mulrooney with a gun. She has no gun. They run at each other. There's a shot where they're running at each other like Mission Impossible 2, That's except he's just yes. pointing a gun it was like this. too, dude. I know, but it's it's so stupid. I don't know. He's this, got a like, gun. He's a man who's trained to use a gun. It's not even he's, like he's like, I don't know he's how like, to do this. Better close the distance. <laughs> For the last hour and a half, I've been like, it's stupid and I love it. It's stupid. I love it. This was just stupid and it was stupid. And like, Nick, you had the wrong intonation when you said he has a gun because you said it like a question a second ago. Right. Someone in our audience was like, he had a gun. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what, that's exactly what all of us were thinking of. Wait, he had a like, gun. And he had a gun. Like, I, why did he do that? I do the, I did the thing too where I'm like, someone had to film this. They had to have a crew of at least 25, 30 people there. Quite a few people. And they were like, all right, today's the day where we shoot the shot where the woman without a gun runs towards the man with a gun and they're running at each other. And they went and they all went, got it. And no one said anything. I was like, all you need is for her to like, I would have rather if she saw some broken glass and saw Billy over his shoulder and he's like, run at him or some bullshit. <laughs> right. And then, and because who runs at someone with a gun, right? And then he goes, what the hell? And then he misses a couple times. Boom, they tumble off. We're in the exact same spot. But no, he points the gun and he runs without firing a single shot. Like he's going to poke her in the eyes with it. Yeah, so it. I'm so angry at this. Earlier, point. I was I'm saying curious. that there was like a, the 10% of the movie that I was like, eh, it was, it was mm -hmm. this. It was this. Mm -hmm. All right, sorry. Ball. That's sorry. Okay. He pulls another little gun out. He's got two guns. Mm -hmm. Two guns. I love mm -hmm. baby guns. Um, I legitimately forget what happens next. Oh, she runs or whatever, puts on the costume. And then she's like, you think you're hunting me? I've been hunting you the whole time, Tiffany. And then uh, Richie's, there's flames going on. In the, I like how this is shot. He's, we're watching his movie. Flames are happening in there. It looks like the whole thing's on fire, but not really. It's pretty cool. Um, and then she comes out of nowhere and she stabs him through the mouth. No. A bunch of she? times in each arm. Oh right, she stabs he's got a arms. bulletproof vest on, yeah. so she That's just right. stabs around and his vest. If I may, this like all this was giving me actually more Scream Three energy than it was Scream Two because them charging at each other felt very much like the Sydney Roman, you know, fuck you, fuck you, as they yeah. run at each other. The the film on the wall felt very much like Roman showing off his, the and then of course the uh, all the props, uh, and the memorabilia, the memorabilia. But the then all, something else you just mentioned that. Uh, Sparum. Oh, oh, her calling him. Right. You know, Sydney calls that. Roman and does the whole like. So it's interesting how there's. I don't want. I don't know. If it's intentional. I wish I could talk to the filmmaker. Oh, I'm sure least, it is. As stupid as Scream Three is, at least they established as like this is the voice changing device. Now it can simulate any voice on the planet. 
Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's but, right. I uh, forgot light years that. before AI made that possible, but we can do it. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't establish, like, it's not like you saw her pick. She's just like, I got the voice changer now. I'm a ghost face now. <laughs> and um, the mask. He ends up dying, but not before coming back for one more thing. And then I think Kirby throws a TV onto his head. No, right? so, oh, that's no, Ethan. He Ethan gets, comes back. He gets stabbed time. a bunch in all his arms. And then and then they go, you're not. A, she, she goes, I'm not a killer. Well, right. I'm not. She's like, she specifies it in such a way because we've already seen her kill several right. times now. And so she phrases it and she's like, I'm not a bad killer or whatever. And she's like, so I'm going to let you live. And, oh, then, and, then, and goes, then her sister pops in and she goes, she goes, mm, and they share a look. So then she just does kill him. Oh, no, she um, goes, but you did mess with my family. Yeah. And yeah. then she like cuts family. his throat or some shit, right? She like stabs it's him. It's all about family, yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And, then, it's all about and then they and then they walk out and it's and playing diegetically up. in Richie's film, yeah. Red Right Hand. Yeah. Still confusing. Very confusing for me. Because this is <laughs> uh, oh, the credits? Because this is the second time we've heard it in the film, I believe. We heard yes. it once as score, and then campus. now we're hearing it diegetically so in I, Richie's I film. I loved it. And at this moment, I didn't look at the name so i thought it said directed by the actual director's oh, you, name yeah, yeah yeah i thought we were about to sit with the two sisters on the stage sitting there as the real credits played mm-hmm. and i was like that's cool as shit and then it took a second i was like oh no that, that's jack quaid's character like yeah, oh yeah. whoa Richie we're still here i i loved it man this yeah. fucking shit had so, me by the balls yeah and then and then the brother runs out because you have you that moment, have have then Run he around. runs out, and that's when Kirby pushes the TV over on him or whatever. Right, which probably wouldn't have killed him, but it doesn't matter because the curb stomp, the curb, the curb, the curb. And she goes, then she says, "I saw it in a movie once," which I guess she's referencing the first stab the first film. Stab. Yeah. And then G- Cute Boy comes back and he's like, "I brought the cavalry. I thought I had to do something." He's like, "What the fuck were you doing for the last two hours?" What were getting you doing? Slice, getting a hot New York slice. This guy. <laughs> I'm still, I'm Don't still suspicious of this guy. He was being hot, Nick. And then, we go, and then we, we go outside and Mindy is like, despite the fact that Mindy was on death's door in that subway. We missed the, I think we had skipped through the whole subway thing. But Mindy, literally you see her, she's like all the blood's draining out of her face. She's like, this is really a lot of blood that I'm losing. Runs back in, hold it. I'm fine. Guys, I'm fine. It's, Don't worry about me. I'm but it's good. weird though because And they're like, the your last... brother died. And they're like, oh no, he's not, he's good. He's here. I'm like, I'm fine too, guys. I got stabbed so many times, but I'm good. Core four, core four. It's just weird because the last time we saw Mindy, she was with the killer. Yeah. Correct. You think he would have kept killing her? You think he would have killed her? Yeah. But it sounds like he called an ambulance because they said that she was at the hospital and they couldn't keep her there. Yeah, maybe not so this bad a guy. Very after strange. All. Maybe misunderstood. Well, maybe there was New York though, right? They're in the subway. Somebody else helped. There's a lot and of. That's he, the last place maybe, anyone would maybe care. Maybe he Nick, was it's someone who spent a lot of time in New York. innocent, and he thought she was just gonna die. But it would it would take well, they the did, heat off of him. They well, did say that. They They'd, actually they did say that because Dermot Mulrooney has a line where he's like, "Once we k- finish killing you two, we're gonna go to the, go hospital, to the hospital and finish, finish off Gail and Mindy." Which yeah. I'm like, that's a weird plan. <laughs> Seems like you don't need to, but well, yeah, Jill tried to do you that in four. It's not but like it was they like even knew who they were. So like, it's not like they're killing them so they protect their identities. It would just but be also, killing them to kill them. Wasn't it's the whole weird. point that they were gonna they were gonna frame? Sam and Tara for the murders? How are they going to explain it's weird. that they it's killed weird. Mindy and Gail posthumously? <laughs> a little strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Either way, strange. we walk away. Everyone, all the, all the characters are still alive, all the ones you love. And we got uh, uh, Sam looking at the ghost face mask. 
And she's like, do I take this with me? And no, she just drops it on the ground. Uh, and goes off with her friends. And that is the end until we have, uh, I think, the first post-credit sequence of uh, a Scream oh. series, which is just a little stupid commentary on how dumb post-credit sequences are. Uh, another meta movie commentary. And that is Screamy. You, you missed an important thing, though. A sure. thing that took this to movie from my number one of this franchise to undeniably my number one of this franchise. The credits hit, the real credits, not the fake credits that I thought were the credits. The actual oh. titles on main. <laughs> Demi Lovato. And it is a Mike Shinoda song. Mike Shinoda oh, of okay. Linkin Park performed fame, by... performed by Demi Lovato. But the Demi moment Demi. that that instrumental hit, I was like, that's Linkin Park. Yeah. That's fucking Mike Shinoda. Tim had a everybody. little alarm that just. And the fact that they ended this movie, like the 2007 through 11 Transformers movies, is so perfect for what this is. It's a franchise, y'all. They know what they're doing. It was fucking poetry. There it is. That is Scream 6. Tim, hit me with it. It's time for Ragu Bagu. Oh, wait. Elise hit me with it. Elise hit me with it. We don't... Ragu. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys. Do we do this for this podcast? We do. We do. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we going to put uh, uh, the Kirsch family? The Kirsch The Kirsch Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you Jack my Quaid's problem family. with these, these Kirsches and these mm-hmm. Mulroneys is uh, you're telling me that four members, all four, the hit the dad and all three kids were all just psychos. Yeah. And they were so easily convinced and, and, uh, you know, turned into these like, you know, insatiable killers. I just That's found that New York does fetched. to you. Right now in New York on screen. When I go back, we did they, I don't know. Didn't, oh, they move, didn't he have to transfer to New York? That's true. They all had to for this plot. I mean, you have to upend years of your life to do this. Mm-hmm. As people, mm-hmm. you have to be like a sleeper cell at this Boarhead bore University or wherever they went to. Uh, you got to do a lot of planning for this. This is, this, is a, this is a big commitment. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, I wish my family loved me as much as this family loves them. <laughs> I don't think my dad's killing anyone for me, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, okay, Scream Ragu Bagu as it sits right now. Number one, Billy and Stu and peer pressure from Scream One. Number two, Jill and Charlie from Scream Four. Uh, number three, Amber and Richie from Scream 5. Number four, Aunt Jackie and Mickey and Revenge from Scream 2. And then number five, rounding out of the list at the bottom of Scream 3. Where do we want to put the Kirsch family? Tim, start the I bid. want to start the bid at number three. I think that this is above Richie from 5, but below Jill and Charlie from 4, and definitely below Billy and Stu from 1. I'll agree. Can I get a, is there like a visual list I can see? I'm not. Oh, yes. Scream one. It was scream one, scream four, scream two, scream. No, one, four, five, two, three, two, three. And I just want to say, I really feel like I wish we could revisit Roman because even Kirby called it out, like very ambitious. The only solo killer we have. He was blood of Sydney. He had real motive there compared to some of these like film school flunkies that just love the genre. I think we we ranked Roman too low. But, can I can wow. I say something real quick? Uh, can I finish what I was gonna say? Sure. <laughs> I think we should. I'm I'm gonna. Can we? You never do this on this show. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we bump up Roman 
There, I said Whoa. it. I know it's not going to happen. I don't think it's you can happening. reopen it. I don't think you can. Can, I, can, I, can, I, say, can I say something uh, real for a second? Mm-hmm. We got two sets. We got to rank two sets. Oh, because of there is right, yeah. uh, there is a ghost fist oh, killing in the beginning of this true. film accredited to not that family. Tony Robbie Holy. Yeah. I think we got to do. I think we got to we got to place both. That's the fair. Robbie I mean, if you're counting them, I and mean, we so the way we rank bad guys in movies is they they're a group, so they bring up or down depending on if one half is good or bad. So true. so, but we're counting. So we have to count them together. Yeah. But their motivations are entirely different. But that's that. It's ragu bagu for a movie. Oh my God. Yeah. Andy Cortez joining us. Andy, does it annoy you that I'm eating popcorn right now while we're doing this interview? Y'all love the movie. Wish I could talk about it with y'all. I missed out. I, I had some stuff, a little schedule conflict right there. Good luck to y'all. God bless you. What? Was this right, a conflict that he was playing like Warzone or something? No, he hates <laughs> yeah, scary movies. He hates scary movies. PM. And he's never going to come talk about it. He didn't even watch the movie. Don't let Interesting. him. Don't let okay, him. so now we need it's to tragic. consider both of them. Because I do, I was, I kind of liked as, even if it was a throwaway, we're finishing our friend's film. See, I'm, honestly, I think more than I liked where our, our son got killed. I think honestly. they rank yeah. together higher. And I think they rank at three where Tim's talking about. Because look at this. Let me ask you a question. We all love a champion. We all love watching a guy win the UFC fight. But what's cooler than the guy that won the UFC fight? The guy that beats the guy that won the UFC fight. We got a killer who gets killed by an even better killer in this movie. That's got to rank pretty high for me. I'm going to put him. I'm, I'm voting three. Wouldn't that still be a UFC winner, though? I don't <laughs> it's understand all UFC, the metaphor. It's, it's all ball bearings, James. <laughs> I don't understand the metaphor. I'm saying <laughs> two guys have a fight. Two guys have a fight and one guy wins. And you're saying that there's a second fight that takes place and the other guy wins. That's just the same scenario again. Fight. No, what I'm it's saying just... is one guy wins the championship and then a new guy comes in and kill beats that guy. And he's the even badder guy than the first guy that won the championship. It's just a champion. I'll put it it's in real the same thing that happened before. John tired from having the... just fought. I mean, it happens months later. Yeah, it's not well, a money in the bank type time. situation. It's not a money in the bank type situation. It's not a Royal okay. Rumble type situation. So it's just uh, a normal championship. Well, let's put it this way: John Jones just won the fight. We're saying he's the baddest man on the planet. And then six mm-hmm. months from now, Stipe is going to fight John Jones. And if Stipe wins, he's even better than John Jones. And everyone's going to say he's the baddest guy on the planet. And Francis mm-hmm. Ngannou might come back, not having fought any of these guys. Well, he did fight Stipe, and he beat Stipe, and then he beat Stipe, and he's the baddest guy. I'm saying that Ethan is Stipe. Francis Ngannou should come back to the UFC. Which one's Adonis Creed? Mm, that's Michael B. Jordan from the Creed series. Okay, not no, my no. favorite Creed three. Mm, just that okay. Interesting. Looking at this, so like legitimately, like Billy and Stu are just so good. And like Scream 1, the villains, it's like no one saw that coming. And it's so fucking incredibly revolutionary. And like I just don't think you can top that period. But Jill and Charlie in 4, like that hospital scene at the end, was incredible it was just that one more thing we didn't see happening and like they pulled it off so well in a scary way and like we didn't know what was going on i think this is closer to that than what we've seen from any of the other movies from the villain perspective so i would put it in the top tier let's vote let's vote i put it at three who who, who thinks is who thinks it's higher than roman from we'll say roman from five see this is I my think higher, i think oh go ahead sorry this is the initial problem is I don't, I agree with Elise that I think Roman is too low. Too okay. low. We, we cannot re-rank. If we get to start re-ranking, then we're going to eventually get 
to the MCU. Joey, there isn't a night that I don't go to sleep thinking about how how we may have (laughs) how we may have screwed this up. If if we start re-ranking things now, there there will be a precedent set to start re-ranking things on MCU and review, which is just going to be an old bag of worms. You know, he's higher than Roman with the caveat that Roman is too too low. Fair enough. Who thinks it's the show? Who thinks it's higher than Jackie? Higher than Roman? Yes. And Jackie and Timothy Oliphant. Yes, I think I no. Agree. I think there's a worse version of that. Okay, four of us define. Who thinks it's better than Amber and Richie from Scream Five? Yes. Okay. Who thinks it's better than Jill and Charlie from Scream Four? And there you go. There you have it. There we go. Three. So number three is Ghostface. I like that every single ragu bagu on this is Ghostface, and then a parentheses <laughs> of who Ghostface is. <laughs> you, uh, I, I will say the one thing that sells Jill for me is Jill stabbing herself. Yeah, and like, I agree. beating up herself. So yeah, yeah. it was a right. subversion yeah. of what that franchise had always done. The final because you know Billy and Stu, really you had them girl. stabbing each other. She was the new. She was. Uh, no, she was also the final girl of that. And they're like, oh well. Yeah. Final girl, bad <laughs> so, guy. Scream four, baby. All right, I now know. it's time to rank the Scream cinematic universe. Now, uh, currently, number one is Scream one. Number two, is Scream three. Number three is Scream 4, number four is Scream 2, and number five is Scream 5. I'll start the bidding, Tim. Please. This do. is a list. I'll start the bidding. <laughs> uh, I would like to put this movie right underneath Scream 3. Wow. At number three. I'd put it at number three. Uh, I don't think it comes anywhere close to topping the first movie. Uh, Scream 3, I am a sucker for movies about movies. And I thought that was kind of a fun way to be meta with being on the nose and also meta. And this movie, I just thought was super fun. I thought it was super entertaining, but I don't think it does anything especially new. Um, the only thing that it does do that it could be considered new, I think, um, other than some of the creative kills, is that um, Sam's character may or may not have the devil inside of her. Uh, she might be psychotic, but we saw that in 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 uh, the last movie. So I think that I'm going to put this... Dark uh, passenger. Very true. <laughs> I'm going to put this midway through the list. That's where I think this should go. Uh- Oh, Timmy, I would like to second the bidding, and I would like to put this movie below Scream 4, so at number four. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. I, I second uh, Elise. Thank you, Joey, because I feel like Scream 4 did a lot of impressive head. We don't give it enough credit. I mean, we all love it, but you'll have to remember, Scream 1 through 3 came out in a block together. Scream 4 was on an island. And Scream 4 had to do had a to lot of heavy lifting mm-hmm. to, to br- bridge this franchise. And uh, it's pretty exceptional. I agree with Elise. I don't think this movie, as much as I think the kills and some of the setups and stuff like that are really fun, I don't think it does it anything better than Scream 4. I don't think, I think Scream 4 is a better movie. Hmm. James. Uh, I mean, I think, I think 5 is pretty abhorrent. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, 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 this movie has fills in like the gaps. I was thinking about five as we were talking about it. I'm like, remember that whole scene where like you don't even see Ghostface and it's just the kid taking a shower and then he just like goes to the door and gets stabbed. I was like, that was like so <laughs> lame. Son. And this movie doesn't have that oh, at all. It's all it's got the ladder shit. It's got actual things. But that for me is maybe 10 percent of what I'm looking for in a screen movie. I want something that tells talks to me about how these types of movies are made and then shows me something new. So I'm going to go, this for me would be above Scream 5, below 2. So Nick's it, uh, wait. Nick put it at 3. I think it's going to well, be at Nick 4. Nick put it be, uh, below 3. And oh, then got it, Nick's, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. cool. 
So Nick's at three, Elisa Joey are at four, and James is at five. Uh, I am 100% at number one. I don't even think it's a question. Scream 4, I, I don't agree with this list. I feel like none of us agree with this list on our personal rankings. For me, 4 is above 1 going into this movie. 6 is above 4. I think 6, 4, and 1 are in a league of their own. 2, 3, and 5, fun for what they are. But the 3 I mentioned, I think, are just so good at creating a new standard and understanding what it is to be meta and connect to a new cast of characters. The setting up of the core four, I care about them. Cool. Whatever happens in the franchise going forward, I'm invested in a way that I was not in Scream 5. I care about the legacy characters, obviously. I think it was gorier. I think it was scarier. I think it was better written. I think that I was just entertained more than I have been in a very long time. So I would put this at number one. But I am alone in that. So that means that the majority rules, it is the new number four. Uh, so our current rankings are um, Barrett is setting it up right yeah, now. I Thanks, Barrett, Barrett, I really appreciate you correcting some of the spelling on some of these yeah. five screams <laughs> before them. Thank you. Thank there you. we go. There we go. So currently, number one is Scream. Number two is Scream 3. Number three is Scriforum. Uh, number four is Screevy. Number five is Scream 2. And number six is Five Cream. Of course. Uh, again, a list that I don't think any of us individually agree with, but that's the joy of Kind of Funnies in Review. It's a democracy, everybody. Uh, you can of course let yeah, it's a cheer off so you can before let you know we, in the comments below what you think about this nick what's up before we go and i know it's late but i did ask elise to remind me we have to do one quick prediction for what we think scream 7 is going to be about and what we think it's going to be called my prediction is it's called screven <laughs> and i well, think yeah it's the end the last part of the a is the yeah, v and the first the part of the m and then the two other parts of the m are the one yes. but no no, no i think it's gonna be a backwards seven. r is the seven you think i'm it's gonna, gonna say this r? sounds like a separate video we need to make you want to do okay we, you're right you're probably right we should yeah. do that yeah, we should this, do our screen predictions for a separate we, video should we stop this video and then just immediately roll into it is Wait 6 p.m. on a Friday, and, and Barrett yeah. has already hit me up oh, saying this sorry, is Barrett. another episode where you've hit longer sorry, than the one time. And we need Andy. We need Andy to help. <laughs> we, we need Andy. Andy. Of course we, we need Andy. Andy. He had to miss this we'll one, but, okay. but yeah, he'll yeah, be I... there for the next one. Okay. Let us know in the comments below what you think of Scream 6 uh, and Scream as a and in general. It's a fantastic franchise. Thank you for keep making these movies. Uh, James and Elise, where can people find you? You can watch us every single day at Funhouse, putting videos up there. YouTube.com slash at all good, no worries. The women at Rooster Teeth have made a new channel where we're putting all kinds of cool feminine leaning vibe and voice content over there. Joey will pop up there sometime. Love to have her. And probably the dudes from kind of say, funny maybe, too. Maybe Nick and Tim as yeah. well. Yeah, we don't. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, would yeah. we'll, we'll love to, to have y'all check it out. Mm -hmm. You got to subscribe. Yeah, go subscribe. Big fan of them over there, of course. Uh, Nick and I, very frequent contributors to Always Open over the years. So hopefully mm -hmm. we'll be back at some point. But no matter what, go check them out. Very proud of what they're doing over there. Uh, until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.